famous Now my dream and reality is simultaneous And work your own way to the top If they put you on the pedestal They could take you off And there's a higher level than the top You gotta make more Don't make do with what you got Yeah, so go and get it in sunny Not everybody gets a second That's chance it. Of getting money Lower that music, and what's up, everybody? This is Francisco, back again for Sports Goofs number 129, joined by my good buddies, Andrew and Charles, and oh, we got stuff to talk about. Stuff happened. Stuff happened over last week. It's, it's been it's been all good. It's been some some bad, and some, I, oh man, I, I'm salivating for today, because it's, it's a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a really, really good one. <laughs> oh man uh how are you guys doing can't complain yeah i'm tired that's what yeah. i would say for me yeah well can't complain too much well guys i think we started off late that's that's fine you know and, and andrew we know you're pressed for time as well so let's get into the first topic Real quick, let's do it. Uh, retirements happening over the last week. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's gone, everybody. Yay! So, oh. call, you know, bar waitresses in the state of Georgia, look out. <laughs> <laughs> look out, okay? Man's on the loose now. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's, he's, yeah, it, it was, it was time. It was time. It was more than time, actually, for a lot of Steelers fans. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, he's got got two rings. He'll be a Hall of Famer, and but should he be? I mean, I know he's going to be, but that's debatable. Continue if jo- on. If Joe Namath's a Hall of Famer, I think I feel like the NFL Hall of Fame is like, yeah, we'll let everybody in. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Qu- quarterback in. Yeah. Blake Gabbert's getting the Hall of Fame for having a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, it seems like the the he, it's the complete opposite of the the baseball Hall of Fame. It's like oh, they don't want to allow a lot of people in. Whereas then in pro football, it's like yeah, you know what? Just just come in. Yeah, let's go. Come on, and we got some extra. They, they also extra. Bronze. I'll tell you why. It's because NFL realizes that's marketing for the city. Why you want to come to Pittsburgh? We have all these Hall of Famers. That's why Ring of Honor is very important. Yeah, come to Canton, Ohio. <laughs> come to Canton, Ohio. Yeah, so, so that's I mean, there's, kind of like Cooperstown. There's literally nothing going else, nothing else going on there. Yeah, I mean, at least with the Hockey Hall of Fame, at least it's in Toronto. That's true. So you have other shit to do there. Yeah, that's and the and the Namath, the the Naismith Hall of Fame, the Basketball Hall of Fame is in. Springfield, I think. Springfield, Massachusetts. And then the College Football Hall of Fame used to be in South Bend, but now it's in uh, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So. In a very prominent area in Atlanta, too. And like in downtown, it's like it's like right there. So it's, it's next very, to the Olympic Park. Yeah, it's very convenient to go there. Our, our good buddy, Freddie, is not a, a fan of the move. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Ben Roethlisberger is done, and then uh, the the big one, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's gone. He's finally he's finally hanging his his cleats. So people have feelings. We all have feelings. It's the end of an era, and yeah, finally, finally. So I think you know it's weird, and I I, I don't know if this is. 
because he joined Tampa. I don't think it is, but I, I mean, yes, it is related to him joining Tampa, but not for the reason that you think. Um, I get, I, he really, at least in my eyes, humanized himself a lot over the last two seasons. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, age and maturity or just feeling a bit more relaxed when you're not under the, the weight of, uh, Belichick and Robert Kraft, but you know, the whole getting drunk as a skunk thing, uh, throwing Lombardi <laughs> overboard, um, stuff he did over the past couple of years, you know, he didn't seem like such a football playing robot anymore. Um, and I, I think also, you know, I don't know, but I don't know if that's how you guys feel about it, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel differently about him now than when I did uh, a couple of years ago. I mean, I've liked him basically since the Atlanta Super Bowl because I thought that was just amazing. And the con the reason why I think we hated Tom Brady is because, one, they were winning so much, and, two, when they were actually caught in controversy, right. he was kind of a dick. Not only did you have Tuck Rule, Spygate, um, the Flategate, and really only one of them is on him, I would say. Tuck Rule... That's just bad refereeing at the end of the day that kind of expounded onto some things. And the deflate gate, that was all Belichick and his team. I'm sorry, not Belichick, deflate gate, but um, Spygate was all Belichick and his team. Deflate gate, it can make comparisons, but I remember that game vividly. They just got ran on. The Colts got ran on the entire time. So and there was like two picks thrown by Andrew Luck, and it was like 44 to 10. But he never really took um, those lumps on the chin. Hum humbly or i would even say the way that people want when there might be a um emission or a compliance of cheating i i just feel but i've always liked the guy real recognizes real that's the mantra that the house of video likes to play on here and he made the sport entertaining because he did it well with no-name receivers remember on his roster he had Jabbar Gaffney and Dion Branch. And Dion Branch was always bigger than what he was before he went over to Seattle. And then a lot of other no names that kind of came in in certain sports, like the 2004, 2005 um, seasons. And then he revitalized himself with Randy Moss. But even before then, he, he basically he put slot receivers on, on, a, on like a pedestal. I'm not saying that Wes Welker and Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola were not good players or great players. He made they, wide, they, wide receivers relevant. He made wide receivers <laughs> relevant. There you go. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he, Tom Brady's invited to the barbecue, kids. Um, and the thing is, he did it with consistency. And he beat the best. Beat mm -hmm. the best in the AFC. I think the only one that I recall he couldn't beat was Roethlisberger. But I think he only met like twice, and that was it. But he always, beat, he always had Peyton's number. That's why it was so big to go over Peyton. So if I had to summarize Tom Brady, it was that I, I always liked him since the Atlanta game. And his career is memorable, unlike a certain quarterback who I hope retires next. And even Roethlisberger was a little bit memorable because of the Arizona Super Bowl. Not even the Green Bay Super Bowl. That was really memorable. That was just whatever. You know, 
just something. But um, I like Brady. I don't care what anyone says. But also, he never really screwed over the Titans the way that you guys got screwed over Miami and everywhere else. And we also started the beginning of the end. We had a pick six. Sheesh, I've been a Bengals fan, guys. I've been a Bengals fan. I, I'm a fan of actual Bengals, all right? I got zoo books. I even got the elephant issue, okay? I'm not a oh. Dolphins fan. Did you get the Tiger poster? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's, that's the reason I got it. I've been a Bengals fan since ever, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I can't really... There's not really much to, to hate on anymore, especially after he left and he went to Tampa. It's just that... It's it's like okay, well, he, he did the thing. He won all this. Like it's it's hard to to negate all of that. It's much like every NBA fan during after Jordan retired. It's like, well, <laughs> well, we're, we're we're everybody who wasn't a Bulls fan or whatever is like, oh well, uh, he's fi- he's finally gone. Thank God. But uh, can't can't deny the greatness, right? There's the, the body of work. You can't. People would be it. silly too as well. I don't think you get that in football, really. Um, or at least I feel like you don't get that in football. But if they even did, I think wasn't it the issue when he split originally from um, the Patriots? It was like who's who really got those rings, Patriot, uh, Belichick, and Brady. And the answer is both because yeah. you have the coaching game plan. Because Bill Belichick is not going to win those titles with Matt Castle or Jacoby Brissett or Jimmy Garoppolo. All these guys that were drafted. After Brady, mind mm. you, was a starter. Um, Brian Hoyer, all this other fun stuff. It, it was mutual thing. It, it was it's Sonny and Cher, even though Cher did make believe. I feel kind of old because I feel like there's part of me <laughs> had to explain who Cher is, and I don't understand if I should explain <laughs> the greatest hit of 1997, 98. Believe if you believe in love, after love. <laughs> and I got you, babe. And that that's really how I also remember it too, because you cannot think Tom Brady without Bill Belichick and one of the other. And Bill's time will eventually come. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's over. It's finally over. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the memes that came out. Like, oh, D- Tom Brady finally eating a pizza. <laughs> Tom Brady finally eating. When he a- has strawberries for the first time. Yeah, having a Dorito for the first time. <laughs> like, that's been fun. That's been. Fun. Or Bunellos or guava pastries. Oh yes, oh, we were gonna let's... talk about this. Let's let's do this. So over over the last so, one. 20, side Tom Brady, we're sorry, we're sad. Okay, yeah, big sad. Yeah, whatever. So said that's like that that wasn't the big revelation. Okay, the big revelation. I, I, I don't know who came up with this conversation. I think Andrew kind of brought it on himself. It, well, here here's how it all started. Um, Charles here posted a picture in our group chat of. Uh, Oh, I posted it. I posted it. Yes, that was me. Of of the three white guys on the Miami Heat. That's right. I did that. It says Tres Leches. Mm -hmm. Miami Tres Leches. It it jogged my memory of uh, that. I took a picture of when I was in Costco. They sold something that they said is Tres Leches. So I messaged you guys the experts on latino and spanish food is this tres leches you said no and i don't know how it got from there but all i do remember is that now charles hates me (laughs) so what happened was i think it it looked like something else that reminded me of a different kind of food that you get at a bakery and then you know andrew's like oh then i guess i never had tres leches and 
Andrew lives, you live in Doral, right? That, that area? More or less. Uh, say, more or less. So there's bakeries there. I lived on H3 about eight minutes away from FIU, Socayocho, and then Francisco lives everywhere. You know, West Palm, Miami, wherever he wants to. But you always have diversity in food. So I, I basically said, oh, you know, and, and Francisco's like, oh, Tres Leches Factory, go from there. And I'm like, why would you even go to like a big name? Because in Miami, um, you don't have to go to a big name bakery. Just go. I live by Cafe Chantilly. You know, I'll give the big ups to that. I used to just get that all the time uh, for studying everything like that. And then we find out that Andrew's like, I don't even know where a bakery is what <laughs> do you not know google and then it de devolved is the word i'll use disintegrated degenerated itself um into oh the and i'm like okay have you had guava pastries have you yeah, had hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the to the conversation well, he, at hand he, right now yeah he goes and says that oh i've only so, had it so, from either so here, what here, you provided oh go ahead francis give the play-by-play play. Right, i'll so, give my actual reaction so I, i'm we're going down the list here and like I, and remember i had like a tres leches factory as my non-sponsor one time okay and, yes. and i'm like okay well fine costco mislabeled something that you know that shouldn't be that big of a deal and uh, so it was, and it was a bakery, like, and there's bakeries all over the place here in, in South Florida. Heck, even like the restaurants that that are down here, they'll have like the the was it the and walking bakery? Sometimes. Yeah, they'll have like the the, the, the freezer or whatever, and that you can just you know you have little pastries right there, all kinds of they have a little you know flan and tres leches and cuatro leches and, and a bunch of stuff, right? They got a bunch of stuff there. And so, uh, so then we go down the list. Uh, Charles is like. Uh, was asking about the Cuava cheese pastelito. And then... My, my favorite? A Andrew just said that he had a guava one, but not with cheese. Just no guava cheese version of that. <laughs> so then... Uh, yeah, and then Andrew made his statement about anything that wasn't provided by Publix or FIU. Charles put a bunch of gifts of uh, people, various slappings... Uh, on but here. can I explain the reactions before you guys make me seem like a madman mm. on at least that one? So getting it from Publix is not the same. You actually have like an actual Cuban Latino cooking some of the epinata stuff, but the ingredients are not the same because it's just essentially a store basis. Sometimes they're decent quality. You know, people who live in like North Miami probably think it's great, um, but it's not the same as like the cafe stuff. And FIU all disrespect to my former alma mater they just went with whatever is going to be the cheapest thing at their convenience because they're working on a different yeah. kind of budget mm -hmm. if you went everything was what noshberry that that was the highlight of fiu administrative love they didn't have except for like big z she was probably the only one i can trust on mm. to get some tips but everybody else other administrators oh noshberry i don't care about noshberry farms man like it's it's overrated it takes too long to get there everybody's all stacked you gotta out drive all the way down to homestead it, it, it's just ridiculous yeah. i can just go and get everything it's else i need at the local bakery for ten dollars i can literally feed myself for days it, it, the disrespect there so with all disrespect to fiu just because you feed me because i've already and in, indebted into your tuition and i'm having a nervous breakdown and anxiety attack because of your sadistic professors who love getting off on the exams don't tell me that you're giving me a quality thing so andrew is sheltered um and i feel ashamed i felt like this is on me and 
to a degree Francisco for one me not being more interactive in our time when I was at FIU that's on me I moved away about what, five years ago six years ago even when I go to Miami I'm just I have I, I, this is my fault for assuming and the phrase of you make an ass out of yourself was really there because here I am thinking Andrew has had everything and then what I've noticed is my poor little boy from Kansas my little Superman over here has not had the delicacy so I just went at it <laughs> listing off all the things and I even sent out a list of things that are commonly made so Francisco take it away so we have so so he, uh, croquetas he so he's had croquetas not with with ham or anything like that so pork based you know jamon you know, I, you gotta I give understand. me a pass on that one yeah you you know, no, no pork pass. based products because of religion I, so we will you know let you pass on that stuff and then uh, Charles in all caps empanadas here and then Andrew goes he had his first empanadas from bongos in Disney <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, well, so well, hold on. I, oh, it's, okay. It's a okay. lot easier to explain this now that we're talking. My so, rage knows those bounds, Francisco. <laughs> the golden god is angry. I'm, I'm not defending bongos necessarily, but I, I worded it incorrect or worded it poorly when we were discussing. Bongos was apparently got torn down, which is unfortunate because. That good. was actually legitimately good food um, compared to a lot of the Disney stuff. But anyway, it wasn't – all it was, it was on Disney property. It was on what is now Disney Springs. I still call it Downtown Disney. It was at Downtown Disney. It was not owned by Disney, not operated by Disney. Okay. Uh, I'm going to crap on them. So this is already building into my hatred of Disney guys, because you know I have a strong stance hmm. on them, where they just have to ruin every single thing. But for this poor young man who's not even in his 30s yet, um, saying to me, telling us in the group chat that his first empanada was from, you know, Bongo. It's like me going to Epcot and be like, yeah, I've had real food from China. You know what i ate their little meat patty when i went to epcot food and, wine, food and wine festival or you know i've had actual schnitzel from a german place as opposed to you know everything else it hurt it hurt so much and my overreacting over dramatic ass of course just I, I part of the reason why i sent that list is because i don't know how to spell some of the foods and then it got to very interesting because all i said was sweets we didn't even talk about like real foods or delicacies the chicha morada thing is very rare i didn't even know if you knew about it francisco but that's stuff i grew up on yeah um, i've heard of it yeah but the rage, and I felt like Dennis, because I feel, you you have a gift. You know what fine cuisine is, or delicacies is where I live, guys? Carabas. Just <laughs> one step up of Olive Garden. And this is part of the reason why I don't eat out that much. That's why I love finding hole in the walls, as with mm -hmm. maybe non-sponsors I've mentioned in the past, or we'll mention the present future. It is infuriating to know, and it ain't you because... You know, it's not your fault. There may be many things affecting you, you. You're saving money. You want to be healthy. You just don't know because your boy, for so many years on podcast, two of them did not go and implore you on the delicacies, whereas there's Francisco and I, complete asses about food, where I'm like, oh, hey, I just saw the Taco Bell pass, and I did the math. I didn't even know I knew math. I felt like Kevin from The Office. I'm like, oh, man, if we do this, all this stuff. But now, let's make some suggestions, because Andrew wanted to wait for the show, and, you know, since it's going to be a weird show anyway. Screw it. We're going to do and it actually, our way. I, before we continue, I want to get your guys' take on something. Um, there are three, sorry, four restaurants I've been to 
that say they are authentic Latino Hispanic food. I want to get your take on those okay. All right. in terms All right. of their authenticity. Which is so hard because if it, go ahead, let's just hear it out. Okay, so the first is that Latin, it's literally called Latin American restaurant. Yeah, that's fine. I know which one you're talking about. Right by Yeah, a, yeah, a, Latin American. Six yeah. miles up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they got a few uh, I got their, I get their arroz con pollo. Yeah, that's and fine. I, I'm going to botch these pronunciations because I cannot roll my R's. So just, just bear with my gringo-ness. Um, I got Ropa Vieja from Sergio's. Oh, yeah, Sergio's. I've been there. It's fine. Um, Sergio's is more of a market franchise, right, Francisco? Yeah. I forgot what i got but i got it from uh la creta yeah um and then again i don't remember what i got but i've been to versailles as well i've been to versailles i've been to three of the four of those places my problem with la creta is that it's it's a lie (laughs) if francisco would agree with me um it's fine for all intents and purposes, but I feel like you can get better quality food at the hole in the wall. You haven't been to Los Palacios de los Sucos, have you? No. Damn it. That thing could feed you. For Los Palacios. Yeah. There's two There's two different ones. I think they, they, they were... I think they still might have some sort of, like, trademark dispute with the different names. I forgot the two different names were, but yeah. Um, okay. Ropa Vieja is just, the thing is a lot of dinners, and it seems like you've been to a lot of like Cuban-American restaurants. So in Miami, um, I mean, I live next to a Peruvian restaurant, been to Argentinian restaurant, mm. Brazilian places, there's the Cuban. So yeah, it's like the zest of life for me, where I can go, I'm like, yeah. Um, it, it's definitely stuff that I like. Ropa Vieja is fine. My sister likes Ropa Vieja. I can never get into it, because I'm like, it's just shredded beef, and I always feel like it needs to be in a sandwich or other stuff. Um, I know Francisco would ask if he had a media noche, but arroz con pollo is like standard everywhere. You know, you get them. Well, and, and again, I I don't I can't have media noche because it has pork. Oh, can't. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure they have unless, a, a unless you're able to find a porkless version or a pork alternative. Then you see, and that's why you couldn't. Good. You couldn't have Argentinian milanesas. I'm yeah. sorry. So we basically we we so milanesas are um, basically fried up chicken or beef and whatever have you what mm. have you and how we do it. And Grandma, I love you to death. She been chipping me for 26 years or 25 years because I didn't know that you can add on the um, the sauce like the marinara sauce and then the ham and the cheese. For us, it was just like, okay, she's just going to roll that ish in adobo and cook it in pepper. It was great. You know, you put some hot sauce on it, and you're fantastic. But that apparently is the specifics. Like, if you got Peruvian food, they're known for ceviche. Um, arepas, which, you know, Francisco and I, we, we kind of fight under. And then, because I, I live by also Venezuelan place, and I used to get their arepas, the cheese arepas, and you could just taste that grease and live off that grease. And you're talking about... Um, nationalities and ethnicities i'm argentinian colombian american some peruvian it's a weird mix i'm like the melting pot i'm like the whitest guy you're ever gonna meet um when i talk about spanish that's when i get hispanic right but um like we talked about empanadas grandma who's argentinian um would do things with the bake shell 
and then she'll put in the olives and the raisins and stuff like that. I love it. Everybody's like, you're disgusting. We don't do that. I'm like, well, you are not as superior as we are. Leave us alone. Um, maybe bits of the meat and stuff like that. But on my Colombian side, everything's greasy. <laughs> Everything is greasy, mm. and I love it. They're, they're, and here's the funny part. Argentinians, like their postres are very dry and crusty, but I kind of love it. And whereas Colombians, I can't even recall a specific kind of sweet or delicacy that they make. I know the empanadas are greasy as shit though, and I love it, but damn, if you get the wrong kind of blend, and we're not known for like certain things. I, mm. I don't know, if, what do you got for, and what do you got for Nicaragua? Like what, what's the big- I mean, we have gallo pinto, which is, you know, rice and beans mixed together. In yeah, way. it's pinto. a different kind of spice, right? Yeah, uh, carnesa, that's also our thing. Um, you know, you get those, you go to those, uh, those cafeterias, the fritangas, what they're, what they're called. Um, yeah, the yeah, you know, and then you just get a, five dollars and you'll get like a week's worth of food in, in one dish and one styrofoam mm-hmm. uh you know container which which is always and, great uh, and that's what we talk about um andrew about the hole in the walls that are really just gonna fill you up the meat might be a day old but you know what it's fine <laughs> no that's one know. thing that i love about that i love about a latin america restaurant is that their portions are huge well it's it's tends to be kind of a thing with latin american food like there's no such thing as diet american latin american food and if you see it being sold like in the freezer and stuff that that that's not real that's that is that is completely processed crap and 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 but real latin american food is just there's no concern and of course it comes from the way people live back in their countries you know walking to and from everything every day and all that stuff and you're burning calories and all and i and i get that but which which makes it hard makes it hard for me right now that that i'm dieting guys okay all i eat is all i eat is is a a single wrap two little bags of chips maybe a cookie if, if i can have some sweet and and that's it that's all i've been eating for during the weekdays and then i I go ham on a pizza during the weekends. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm miserable. And then Charles gives me the task of taking Andrew to places. Now I, I can't do it. I can't do well, it. Well, you know, I, I would handle it myself. And I think what's hurt you, Andrew, <laughs> a little bit, because I think you figured out that the hole in walls are necessary for you to attend to. We leave that to you. However, the biggest component that um, is that it's the it's the sweets and the delicacies and the, and the snacks mm. that are really kind of go from there. Because when I mentioned sandwich to Amiga, not a lot of people that I know they're like, "What's that?" I'm like, "It's just the good bread sandwich," as I call it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Anything else? But people know what I mean. I'm like, so when you have it, it's the soft. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! And you just destroy it because it doesn't taste like a natural sandwich. Like you know, if you have one big sandwich, like and when we say sandwich, we're not talking about the French loaf. We're talking about the two slice breads with that one i i just quad patty that man like it's like a it's like a baconator for me and i love that but it's really the um the soft the like the soft pastries or anything like that that's why i asked about the guava cheese um mixes that you have croquetas uh i, I know i'm missing another one pupunelos i'm sure you haven't had those i love those and i swear to christ i thought andrew was gonna be the smartest like i've had a churro i would have killed him I would have killed him. I just know. I have had. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Churros all taste the same. I know it sounds terrible. So people who okay, so I have had churros, mm-hmm. but they're from like Costco and Sam's. It, it's okay. That one I'm not going to be as like vengeful is my name kind of thing because really you can get churros at the damn fair and they taste the same to me. Um, 
you know, it's all right. But there's other things that are just so good that I feel that and I know we're all trying to be healthy. And the problem is we're older now. So blood sugar, cholesterol, stuff like that. But some things are worth dying for. I'm just saying it right now. I'm not here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. And Ooh. I believe that if there is an afterlife, the only thing I cannot bring with me is my stomach. Um, maybe the genitals, but I don't want to be playing around with that. I'll be like 105 years old and I'll like avoid that. But it's like, let me get that stomach. So I will eat everything. And when you guys hear about what I ate today at lunch, you're going to be like, okay, that makes sense. Hmm. You guys have seen what I have like sent you in photos. It, it's just ridiculous. But I implore you, Andrew. And the thing is, too, depending where you go, restaurants, as long as you're not in South Beach or um, specific like cash grab places in Miami, 10 bucks is going to last you like a meal and a half. Uh, there's like one other thing I do. But the sweets, though, man, mm, especially when it's the holiday time, Francisco, you know, I, what I miss about Miami and hanging out with all my friends of every, you know, Spanish region coming into it was like that, that uh, cookie dough. Man. I was like, all right, hook me up. And everybody had like a different thing. Mm. I was like, great. And I couldn't walk straight. It was just terrible. Uh, what what out of the list that I provided to you, Andrew? If you had the opportunity to look at it, what piques your interest? Uh, let me pull it up really quick. All right. So, what what is your suggestions of what he should have? For so it? so let's see. What else did you put up here? here? Hold on. You I'm going to write this down. Alcapuria. Write... You put. Oh, I love Alcapuria. You put tamales. You I don't put... know how I feel about fungo. Uh, I get on I get on about the fungo and I get yelled at for that. But uh, tamales, I like tamales, man. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't a fan of arepas, which which hurts my heart. <sighs> and like, what kind of arepas did you get? Like, how greasy was it? All these questions that come in. I mean, this, this, I thing, like... this thing was massive. <laughs> it, it was just bursting it, at the seams. <laughs> oh it God. was it was pretty dry, to be honest. Yeah. Sometimes that happens, right? Um, that, that was the biggest thing. Is I, I don't want to say because you guys have you guys ever had like a dry biscuit? Yeah, been there. It, I don't want to say it was exactly like that because there was some moisture, but it there it was very. I don't know. So maybe let me uh, maybe I'll try another arepa and see if, if I mean there's different places and they all have their own kind of style. So yeah, because um, that was the big thing is just kind of like yeah I went the one I took them to was I mean they just have like massive like just stuff to the brim stuff. Then there's other ones that are more. Oh, it's funny on the on the football game in the back. Tom Brady got injured. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is hilarious. All right, so yeah, it was a good thing you retired. Um, and then yeah, Charles has the twenty-four traditional Spanish desserts. These are desserts, okay. Uh, I've heard that burnt cheesecake, man. It's so fucking uh, good. Panela, Spanish sponge cake. Have that too. Yeah, um, leche frita. We got turon, buñuelos. Yeah, those are good. Those are good. Uh, what else do we got here? Bolorón. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you up front, I have not had any of these things. Which is fine, but which one interests you? Because the good thing about what I said has the uh, visual components. Uh, I died in Bayonetta because I got so excited. <laughs> I mean... I would say get Bonetolos, uh, but that's just me. Oh, that's just... I mean, I... It's... 
I, I don't really even know where to begin with what I would be interested in. Mm. I mean... Well, some of them are going to be very specific that you have to get at the bakery. Like, yeah. you know, for instance, like, I, I really liked... Uh, you know, you, you know what's point. even though it's 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 a chain now at this point, the Pinecrest Bakery has all the essentials. Yeah, uh, that we could set them up there. Yeah, that that's basically like that. That's probably a good starting uh, point for for him to go and, and just like pick out two or three things and then go from there. You know, it's a good yeah. like base. It, it's it's right there in the middle, right? Uh, they you know they yeah. churn out these things like like a factory. But it, it's fine. It, it it does the job. It's like right there in the middle, standard stuff. What's it called? Pinecrest Bakery. They have like a million locations down here. Yeah, they even have like something like in Key Largo and stuff. They have locations over there. Sheesh, that's how far south they go down. So I've also I don't know if they I don't recall what they sell. But there's a place pretty close to me on the corner of 8th and 87th called Palacio de los, Hugo, de los Hugos. That's what I, Charles is saying. Yeah. They, they, I, don't, I don't recall them having desserts at all, but you remember how we said you're like 10% Hispanic for living in Miami? If you eat the fish with the head involved, you're like automatically 15. No dispute, <laughs> no debate. That's true. Because even I can't do that. It's yeah. just looking at me, but they deep fry that. And yeah. you know, there's certain cultures that love it. And I. I've had family members like this is great. And I'm like, what are you doing? That, that's just skin, but like you, and they would go to me. Yeah, you, pick like, my, you pick at well, it. Yeah, yeah, you pick at it. Yeah, my great uncle would be like, what the hell are you thinking when you eat that skin off a of fried chicken from the curd? I'm like, first yeah, off, you can get a little bit of that face too. Household. Eat a little bit of that face too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Palacios and Los Hugos is fine. You know, you, the, I really like the rice beans over there um, because man, for like ten bucks, they just it fed me for like three days during the exam period. It was great. Um, I don't recall. I'm sure they have desserts. I don't think I ordered any. But yeah, but I, you gotta go to a bakery, man. Get a cafe or a bakery. Just type in bakery or cafe, and then you're fine. Do not get anything from Publix, please. And that's no disrespect to Publix. We like you guys. We not sponsor you, but y'all are fraudulent when it comes to being representatives of Hispanic eateries. And mind you, you do not have to be Hispanic to make fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this 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 lasted us a, a good lot of half. This lasted us a good half oh, hour, actually. <laughs> Francisco, I had an idea. Francisco, mm. I had an idea. Mm. So you remember how I was telling you earlier today that like one of these days this week we should go to like Burger Fire or whatever. Mm. I'm gonna change my mind. I'm gonna get one of these recommended foods. Yeah, I can. I mean, we could look office. around and, and see if uh, I don't know, there's a restaurant or something we can, or, or like DoorDash it or something like that. Have it brought in, um, if you want. Could do that. I just have to. I have to plan out my stuff, my 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 food intake, basically. But yeah, yeah you're allowed to cheat on this, Francisco. Oh, you're God. you're basically doing a service. This is this is the equivalent of Mother Teresa washing the feet of the poor. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think you understand because in life I can understand how people tell me you should travel and stuff like that, but not everybody can. Not everybody can travel. Not everybody can afford to travel. Not everybody has the time to travel. But when you grind so hard the way that Andrew grinds, you know he's letting, he, he's getting soon to be in misery right now. And to you got to give him Wait, a memory say, of life. Did you say soon to be in misery? 
Well, I mean, I, you've been you've been you've been more morale high in the group chat, so I'm going into that uh, coming in the coming weeks. My my with, friend, I have been living in misery for the past. Francisco, look how sad he is. You got to remind him what a memory of light is, okay? <laughs> you know, he he law school and the law exam desensitizes you. You don't know pain. He's max painting it right now, just going through everything. You need to let him get that rage out. And I think uh, Bayonetta decreased the difficulty because I kept dying as we're talking as I'm working out food. <laughs> you gotta help this man. Do your do your due diligence. They say all dogs will heaven. Well, we're going, baby. We're gonna help him. Hmm. Okay. Well, I I will look up places and see what we can do. All right. Thank you. All right. Bless you, sir. Bless mm-hmm. you. All right, guys. I, I, and you can feed the family. It's like, you'd be surprised what $20 can get you. I, I'm just so proud of you for taking this step, for opening up yourself to diversity and new culture. Hey, man, listen, I, I am, if I can eat it, I'm willing to try a lot of things. Okay, so I almost said like, busting out laughing because if you've seen Predator, there's If It Bleeds, We Can Kill It, and there's a musical on YouTube, If It Bleeds, We Can Kill It, so I could recommend that, but I just think of Andrew saying, if, if I can eat it, I will eat it. Well, like, listen, I, I as much as I would like to up my, uh, my Hispanic percentage, I don't <laughs> think I could, I don't think I could do Fish Head. Um, it's a five percenter, man. That's a lot. <laughs> um, really, any if head on any food is kind of like a no go for me. Um, then pork, obviously. Although I'm a little more flexible on that, but not that much. That's kind of like one of those like once in a blue moon sort of things. So, like if. If you recommended like the world's best Cuban sandwich, I might make an exception. Well, there's no such thing as a good Cuban it, Cuban sandwich. Can we just say it now, or are we going to lose like South Florida? It's just fine. Am I, is that dangerous to say, Francisco? Out of all things, uh, so repeat that because I didn't get all of that. Oh, like media noches or Cuban sandwiches? They're just fine. Yeah, I mean, there. You just it's it's like a it's like a ham and cheese sandwich. They're all going to taste yeah, exactly. the same. It's it's not really that big of a deal, you know. It, it, it depends it, on the bread, really. That's actually what the main factor. That's true as well. How they kind of uh, you know, that they toast it a bit and stuff like that. that. That's fine. And like you said, it's 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 garbage food, right? You, you eat it when you when you feel like I don't know, just something simple, just okay, fine. Or like medianoche, it literally means midnight, right? You're, it's late. Want to grab something? Okay, just stick some ham, whatever, and and yeah, yeah. Do uh, you like pickles? Yes, I am. Okay, okay. Yeah, then then he would like it. I, I wish they did spicier mustard on them, though. But that's just me. Mm. Sure, a you do get some places that are creative. Well, that's the, the that's the other thing. I have a relatively low spiciness tolerance. I, I mean, mean, not as it, not as bad as my mom who. But a lot of Hispanic food is, I mean, it just depends on the region. It's not spicy. Yeah, Yeah. some of the seasoning, some of it is also like the regions. Like some some places are not known for their spiciness. Of course, Mexico is known for it. You know, that's, that's, but like Nicaraguan food, it's not really spicy at all. You can have, you know, a little picante with it to give it a kick. You can do that, but that's always on the side. You always get on the side. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Argentinian food is nothing spicy at all. 
yeah. in Colombia, we just freshly killed it the other day. It's fine. Yeah, and some of them are just basically deep fry everything. So, <laughs> dude, it, it, that's the reason why you know it's, it's the calling. It's the calling. Yeah. All right. So, where are uh, sports kids? Yeah, for, 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 yeah whatever. Well, there's nothing <laughs> the going on. What do you need? Oh, no, on the thing. Basketball, yeah, show, the show, show, yeah, on the MMV 20th the show and 22. It's, it's still gonna be predominantly football uh, anyway. Let's have yeah. a fun, damn it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Florida Panthers are doing awesome. Okay, scored a metric ton of goals. Setting, uh, not, not, I don't think it's the record, but it's the highest. The most goals scored in the last, in the last 25 in the last years. 25 years. So that, that was great. Uh, obviously set up a bunch of franchise records for a lot of players. Uh, Jonathan Huberto was the first star of the month. Anton Lundell was the rookie of the month. Man, things are going great in Sunrise, guys. I started up a, a new Twitter account, uh, that, Who's your coach now? Because I know Quinville. Like, uh, Quinville yeah, one of his assistant coaches took over, Andrew Brunette. Um, okay. Hasn't screwed it up, so doing great. He'll be the All-Star Game head coach. So, you, know what, you know what would be really funny? Hmm. If Andrew Brunette was a blonde. <laughs> so uh-huh. so, so the, uh, the, the team has been doing great. They had 18,000 for the first time since 2019. Uh, playing at, the Rangers at, right now. At, the, Plus. They're they're losing three to two right now, but it's the second game of a back to back, and the Rangers are actually good this year. Of course, Gerard Gallant's their head coach, and he's a good head coach. So, and uh, and the Rangers had a had a pretty good squad last season, so they're just taking their next step. Uh, so that's going down right now. It's the second period, and but the uh, I think people are starting to realize that they're the Panthers are good, especially down here. So the people, uh, a lot of locals are jumping on the bandwagon. Uh, I was looking on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. But uh, uh, a bunch of Marlins players, uh, I've been watching the Panthers. A bunch of Dolphins have been watching the Panthers too. Uh, some some retired, some current guys. Uh, Kodak Black was at the game, and you know he oh, had God. a little fun there. Uh, it wasn't what people thought it was, but it was pretty close. <laughs> um, what it's, was it's it? called dancing? It's okay. twerking, baby. It's called it's, twerking. Were they were they really? No, no, it was twerking. Yeah. No, 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 no. There was a video of it happening. It wasn't. It wasn't. It yeah, wasn't, look, you don't want to get it on to an Islander game. You want to get it on during a Panthers game, baby, because y'all are hot, <laughs> which means you're in heat. So, uh, yeah, and so even some people who uh, I think uh, Ruth Riley. Um, Hunter, uh, who's one of the Heat analysts, she was at the game. So, uh, people are jumping on the bandwagon, guys. It's it's happening. This is as hasn't happened since '96, really. And 2016 was good. Was a good season, but that team wasn't sustainable the way it was the way it was constructed. This team is sustainable. Like they are, they are, they're the real deal. And it's scary because now. Uh, if they don't win the cup, it'll be a disappointment to me. <laughs> well, I, I was telling Francisco, don't get your hopes up just yet, because the right. way that they're playing right now, they're in they're in real contention for the president's trophy, which is best record in the league. Right. Um, and president's the president's trophy is it's cursed. I think yeah, I think most 
I think when there's only been one team that's won the Stanley Cup with it. I think, I don't know, maybe the Penguins or something like, like that. Like, uh, Charles, do you remember a couple of seasons ago where... <laughs> the Lightning. The Lightning were, were... Yeah, the you got were bounced in the first round. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in we, a were the we, we won the President's Trophy. Yeah. So, it's... There... It, it's... I'm not sure if it's this way in the NBA, but... They're... Now the best it typically stays the best the NBA. Yeah, but... no, the, the NBA is basically like if you're not any anybody below the top four teams is basically like yeah you know you, you have no shot. Usually but... the ones that curse are like the third team or the third seeding yeah. for whatever reason for what yeah. you say. Mm -hmm. Well, what I was more meaning was that, uh, in the in the NHL playoffs. A team that is successful in the regular season will not necessarily translate to success in the postseason. And, and yeah, Charles, and, and you've seen this over a few years now. Now that you've started following hockey yeah. a little more, it's just I, it, I, it's have, basically I have a degree. Whoever goes in and is hot at the time, or you could have a goalie that just has a miraculous playoff run that just not, is not letting, pretty much letting nothing in. And the other team has a shot, just basically just scoring one goal, and that's it. So that that's usually the the parameters. You usually don't get teams that that basically, I guess, in a baseball way, yeah, slug their way into a championship. Usually, it's it's grinding your way through it. So we'll see. Yeah, they say the same thing, like, oh, the NBA playoffs are a lot more physical, but I feel like that's that's gotten less and less over the years as we're getting more shooter friendly with the nba so the, the, yeah. the it's not the same like back in the 90s where basically like, yeah those guys were killing each other so um that yeah, was the nba is also predicated why, a lot it's, on it's easy and it's also the reason why you know michael jordan's the greatest uh so uh so yeah uh but th yeah this panthers team is good and i I'm, I'm happy like this is this is incredible uh, i started out panthers historian to to be to be uh, the Marlins version of what I'm doing. Now the team is is super good, and then we're gonna get fans and things like that. Let's look back on on not very much good times, but some good times, and, and as we're starting to make some new ones. So at this point, the team is a playoff team. We get that, but how are they gonna actually do in the playoffs? Is the massive question mark because I I don't know. There are games where. <laughs> Well, Bobrovsky is still giving up four goals, but luckily the Panthers are scoring nine. <laughs> you know, so that's that's kind of the the big question mark is can the defense and the goaltenders hold up? And that's really the only the massive concern for me going forward. And 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 even then, the Panthers aren't like running away with anything right now. The 2018 Lightning they were like by far better than everybody else in the regular season, and then just completely pooped the bed in 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 the playoffs. Right now, the Panthers aren't even... Uh, they, they have the most points in the league, but it's not like... It, the, the Avalanche are like right behind them and have more games in hand. The Lightning are also right there as well. They haven't gone away. And the, the Maple Leafs haven't gone away either. So the, the, And those teams are in their divisions, the, the, the Tampa and Toronto. So it's not, it's not like they're running away with anything. If anything, it's just... It's a, it's a you know, three-headed... Uh, or a three-way race between the the Leafs, the Lightning, and the Panthers for that division title, and facing whatever the wildcard team would be from from down there. 
And even like the 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 other the Metropolitan Division, the Penguins haven't gone away. The Rangers haven't gone. The, the Rangers are good this season. So it's and even the Capitals. So it's not like uh, this is going to be an interesting playoff. And I, it really uh, the Panthers, the way they're scoring, and they've beaten pretty much all of these teams in the regular season. But it's like a massive hard reset once the playoffs start. So I'm not. I'm not going to be like super confident going in at all. And I think a lot of F- Panthers fans should feel the same way. But at the same time, like uh, not winning the Stanley Cup is going to be a disappointment this year. And I haven't been able to say that in a long time. So uh, Stanley yeah. Cup would be fantastic here. Uh, oh, yeah. Other bit of news. Uh, the Coyotes are going to be moving into Arizona State. Going back into a dorm. Basically the hockey equivalent of a dorm. To be honest, they're they're gonna be setting up in a five thousand seat arena in Tempe, which man, it, it's got it's gotten down to this, really, which is pretty sad for the Coyotes. Um, uh, and it's it's maybe it'll be a blessing in the skies. Maybe they'll be able to actually fill up five thousand seats a night. Maybe they'll get a nice student following and have young fans, but they need some permanence in some sort of way. And yeah, let me say, let me say this prior to this season, I was totally fine with them moving to, I don't know, Houston, or I would have, I would love to see a team go back to Quebec city. Um, uh, resurrect the nordiques but because those those a those fans are insane in a good way or a bad way depending um but also those uniforms are amazing but now they brought back their jersey their old jerseys and now it's too late they they have to stay in phoenix or arizona or wherever uh it's it's too late now. They the chain they will not allow them to move now that they brought back these jerseys. It's the the I don't know. It's it's been a it's been a while. They were owned by the league at one point, and and Glendale's not going to have them back at any like they're just not going to renew that lease in their arena. So which is I I don't know how the. The, the money works with regards to that arena because usually all of these publicly built arenas have want to have a permanent tenant there so now they're just going to have an empty or like even if it's a minor league team they, they want to have something that plays there nightly so i don't Why know don't what you just lease it out i think that's what um they would get out of it, right? I mean that. Well, I mean for concerts, open and all that contracting, stuff and conventions, yeah. and things like that. Of course, but uh, they're gonna have to do a lot of them then, because uh, I guess I mean, maybe that's maybe they did their numbers. Like you know what, we might actually be able to make more money if <laughs> come on to Glendale for the plumbers convention or something like that, right? <laughs> so during the winter, of course. I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's it's and they they built the football stadium where those those frauds the Cardinals play next to the arena Frogs. but uh, I, I don't know i don't know what they're what what the things are uh phoenix they're renovating the arena for the suns but the suns don't want to share with the coyotes uh 
and I don't know what the management thing is with that arena, but I'm assuming the Suns run it because a lot of that's where these teams really make their money is being the management group for the arena. Like even the Panthers, the Panthers, they the 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 Sunrise Sports and Entertainment, whatever it's called, they run the arena. All all the shows, all that they get all the revenue from the booking and all that stuff for for the concerts and the conventions and the shows and all of that. So the Disney on Ice and what have you, and, and then of course the hockey team. So even then, that offsets any losses that they have on the hockey team, which is why, as much as people want to say, "Oh, the Panthers should move to Quebec," uh, it's it's not going to happen. One, the NHL doesn't want to leave South Florida. Why? It's a great place, especially for all these snowbirds and Canadians and and and, um, and even the Eastern Europeans. There's a ton of Eastern Europeans down here, so. And the NHL always has their board of governors meetings down here, in like, especially in Boca. So it's it's really like the NHL staple for being down here. Like they'll they'll just go here, especially in the winters. So uh, and so the now, Panthers. I, I will say this though, another option is sorry. Um, another option is to essentially fold it. It was a, it was an idea that you had before Francisco is to fold in Phoenix with the Panthers. Oh, no, no, we're doing good now. We don't need them no more. (laughs) (laughs) We, we, we're, we're doing well. We don't need them no more. That's fine. They can, they can handle their own thing. They can move to Quebec or Houston or Kansas city, wherever they want to go. But the Panthers are fine. We don't need that talent. They don't have any talent actually. So we don't need them anymore. (laughs) For Francisco, when the rebuild actually works, it works for good. Yeah, exactly. So that was when I, things were a little more doubtful, but now things are fantastic. and and, uh, we don't need the coyotes no more (laughs) they can they can merge with i don't know ottawa or something like that (laughs) uh or or uh, seattle they're the new team right just just you know fold mix them in with seattle or something i'm sure they could yeah seattle's not doing that that hot right now so just yeah send them all there and then have an expansion franchise and i don't know uh gosh yeah houston Uh, most likely houston so that's that's the new idea, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no more need for this no more. Uh, gosh. So yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the the, the big hockey news that's, that's been going down. Uh, let's see other thing, other thing that's went down. Let's see. Uh, yeah, we talked about MLB 22, the show. It's, it's uh, Shohei Otani, who's going to be the cover athlete. So uh, very. It seemed like that was the only way they could go, as Andrew had said before, and and it's on the switch for the first time now. So and it's crossplay apparently, and I, I may just likely get it. Just to, I'm assuming it's going to be cloud based because there's no way. If it's cloud based, then I'm not getting it. <laughs> and, and, and it has not, to be. And if it's and if it's uh, and they're not coming out with a PC version, even though Sony's. I think the last few months they're, they're kind of easing their way into the PC stuff. So maybe 2023 will have the PC version of it. I don't see why they wouldn't have a PC version of it. Because uh, yeah. even like Madden's on the PC and stuff like that. So uh, it's it's probably like they're feeling stuff out right now. But uh, so far, I mean, they haven't said anything about a cloud version for the Switch. And if it's 
you know, it's a baseball but game. But there's no way, but the way that it's held graphically, there's no well, way. I mean, well, like, hey, look, there's a bunch of stuff on the Switch. Doom Eternal's on the Switch. They they stripped that thing back like crazy to get that running on there. And this is just baseball, right? So it's not really... They can strip back a lot of the details on the stadiums, stuff like that. Um, and, and player models. Like, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, 4... I mean, it's not going to be 4K on the Switch, but... Uh, it doesn't have to be all super detailed textures or anything like that. I'm sure it's just uh, they they can scale that back. That that one's scale backable. It's a sports game. It it shouldn't. And this sports game, a uh, few stadiums that they've pretty much have models for. Maybe even from like the PS4 uh, or, or, or early PS4 days or late PS3 days. So I'm sure they can use a bunch of those models and things like that to, to have it run on the Switch. I think that's that's probably what they're they're, they're doing, because I think uh, Switch can handle some early PS4, Xbox One stuff pretty well. It's it's the later stuff that they can't really do. So that's that's and how plus I they have no other choice. So it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, so it's that's it's my only choice right now for getting that at this point, and might as well support them to kind of keep this, encourage them to do it again. Sometimes. That's a lot of things with like being a Nintendo fan. Is sometimes you have to buy stuff just to be like, "Hey guys, you can you can sell more of this stuff to us in the future." You know, so Either that or make two different games. Remember when they had Madden for the Wii and they completely just changed it? Yeah, made its own thing. Compared, yeah. mm-hmm. it wasn't as fun, but it was cool just to be slinging a football. Yeah, yeah. Not that it was accurate at all, but you know, I digress. Yeah, but the Switch isn't really as I mean, as much as it has motion controls and stuff like that. It's just basically oh, uh, it's portable, so. That's basically its big, its big hook, uh, but yeah, no, that's it's fine. I'm I'm good. So as long as it's not cloud based, it doesn't seem like it. I'm sure that would be something they would announce alongside of it because usually they would like like the Kingdom Hearts thing was like oh cloud version. I'm like ah screw it. Sheesh, you guys wanted to get me into the series. Not I'm not doing it now. Um, but yeah yeah so we're uh, let's go with the i think andrew's gotta go soon enough right it's almost nine yeah uh so yeah, let's cool. let's go with the word from non-sponsors because we're, we're basically almost there uh all right guys so people places things concepts what have you that we have been enjoying over the last week uh who wants to start this week i started last week i could start okay. so uh I'm on the road a lot lately. It comes into it. And we know if I'm in the Fort Pierce area, if I'm going to court, I'm having lunchtime around the court, we go to Fats. But there is another, just like Yoda, do the Yoda voice, there is another um, place that I frequent often. And it's where I was able to go today because it was next to my satellite office in Fort Pierce. So, you know, I've never seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But what I have seen is JoJo's Jam and Wings, often for. To take that chance and risk my nice white dress shirt and my tie that was super purple today for that medium chipotle mix sauce on my chicken wings, six piece baby with some fries. It was, it was just so good. Wait, 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 I, hold on, hold on. What's, what's the place called? JoJo's Jamming Wings. J-O-J-O. Oh, okay. Just like, okay. All right. All right. J-O-J-O. Okay. Jamming. That's why I go with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Um, I sent a picture of it 
I think okay. it's JoJo Jammin' Wings, unless I just gave it. Um, uh, Jammin' Wings. Own. Okay, yeah, I see Jammin' Wings here. It's uh, let's see, no, that's in Minnesota. Never mind. <laughs> Pop in Fort Pierce, Florida. Unless right. they, unless you just put in like JoJo's uh, Fort Pierce, Florida. Let's just put that and see what happens. Let's see what we got. JoJo's Wings, home Fort Pierce, Florida. All right, here we go. Here we go. All righty. Think we found it. Yeah, Orange Avenue. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's like it, it's in between the courthouse and my office. That's not like, and I was just like, yeah, they're not as crazy as you know, fats is, but that's fine. Diversity is the spice of life, and man, their their wings are just good, man. I, I just I, I was just sucking them down. Uh, tasty. The meat's good. The juices are flowing. The fries are actually pretty good too. You can mix whatever flavors you want to combine into one flavor. They do ribs. Do other stuff I, I did not have the ribs or i did not have the pork either maybe one day but if your like title says wings i have to go with wings i love me some good wings, just like i love me some tacos we we know my weaknesses and it's something that my spirit calls to and it was like 10 bucks and i got my six piece wings i got the fries and i got a nice good pink lemonade I was a happy man. I was a happy man because as i said earlier on the show for andrew you don't bring your gut with you when you go when you're all done, you clock out on this earth and you put in your, um, you punch out in your card or you're given the pink slip, whatever comes first, right? Um, make your stomach have memorable memories. And JoJo's Wings, I'm always a big fan of it. I've only found out about it recently, but I was a happy camper. So that is my non sponsor week, you know, and promo code Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So uh let's see i guess i can go right all right let's let's do mine and andrew will will close it out at the end and then and then mosey on off so guys uh so look and you know we seem to be having a similar themes with all our stuff lately which is not planned whatsoever uh like many of you who who stuck around with our show know a lot of stuff isn't planned for us to, so uh for my mine is food based as well and it's going to be Papa John's, okay? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lowest common denominator, baby. So <laughs> It's because we made the suggestions. Yeah, well, exactly. And then look, I've been, and I mentioned before during the food-based uh, topic that we talked about with Andrew and Latino food, but uh, I've been on a diet. It's been going well. Uh, I, I, I completely hate myself for it. Uh, during the week, I eat the same damn thing every day. I limit my calories to as little as possible. I'm being very sedentary. My arm hurts for some reason. Gravity's not working for me. I need to lose weight. And uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's been miserable, guys. But but during when Saturday hits, guys, uh, for some reason, I've been craving pizza all of January. Just, just pizzas, pizzas of all kinds, right? So I, I've been pregnant with a depression baby, right yeah, there. Yeah. So, so I've just been like, like I, I'm like, all right, let me go on uh, DoorDash or Slice or, or whatever, just to, to look at the the pizza menus. And I've been trying pizzas at different places. That's fine. I had Little Caesars for the first one, and Charles hated me for it. Um, and then I had one at the I think Marco's Pizza and stuff like that. That's fine. And look, it's hard to find good pizza here in Hialeah. Okay. I don't trust Cuban pizza. I just don't. That, you you are not lying right there. That was the hardest <laughs> thing to find in Miami besides Chinese food. Yeah. So, yeah, pizza in Miami is 
It's not their thing. It's it's really garbage, not. man. It's really not. I ordered and I remember this pizza uh, about like two or three years ago from this place called Jerry's Twelfth Avenue Pizza. I'm like, okay, fine. And whoever put the stars or the ratings for that place, well, I don't know. It must be these Cubans down here in Hialeah because they don't know nothing about pizza because that that pizza was awful it was absolutely awful i couldn't finish it that was how bad it was i tried to like retoast it in my air fryer and add some more seasoning to it. i couldn't i could not fix it guys so i've been very wary of trying local pizza down here okay uh i've only found like a couple places that i feel like i could trust and so lately i'm like you know if i'm gonna crave pizza and i and and have my 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 one little shining light out of depression. I, I'll I'm I'm sticking with the chains for now. I'm gonna maybe venture out and try something. So I'm like, let's do some safe stuff, some stuff that I know what I'm gonna get. So this past weekend, it was Papa John's turn. Okay, all right. We we don't have uh, the insane guy who throws passes to Peyton Manning no more. Okay, we got Shaq now. Shaquille O'Neal, he's the new Papa. At this point, so I'm like, all right, let, let's get get back to my good graces, Papa John's. So I I went with this normal special, right? Put some extra cheese on that, grilled chicken. I bought some cheese sticks on the side as well. And look, guys, it was good. I've been a massive fan lately of red pepper flakes on my pizza. Just good like, choice. I'm just I am just like I have my own you know spices and stuff here in my my home. I like to cook, of course, and of course I had red red pepper flakes myself and i was just dousing this pizza in it and and man and, you know and and i felt it on the way out believe me later on but i'm just loving the kick with it and, and the pizza for papa john's was pretty good guys it's probably not great to just eat pizza for an entire day or, or two days actually because this thing this lasts me two days truly it does uh but it's basically what I'm doing because I've been eating healthily for the most part uh, during the week. And this is my one chance to be a complete slob. Uh, just eating pizza on the floor, you know? Like this is, like I am, I, I, I am David Hasselhoff on the floor eating a hamburger when I'm eating this thing. Okay, guys? Right? No shirt on. Just completely, like it's going all over my, like I, it, it's, it's fantastic guys. I love it. <laughs> Do you have um, Everybody Hurts play in the background as you're seeing this pizza? No, I've been watching my stuff on Hulu. That's how I was catching up with Archer over the past weekend. I was just sitting on the floor with the cardboard box of the pizza and just eating while I was watching it. That's what, It's been really fun. It's been really fun. They got a New York style pizza. I might try that in the future uh, just to see what that's like. Uh, what their version of that is. They have these papadillas that I want to try at some point, but I just haven't. I wanted to do something safe. I was like, okay, a large pizza with this and that. So I might venture out and try some more stuff. But yeah, Papa John's. Mm-hmm. Uh, promo code David Hasselhoff. I don't know if I should laugh or cry for you. <laughs> uh, all right, Andrew, you're up. I honestly do not remember if I've uh non-sponsored these guys before i hope not because i don't like to repeat myself but i honestly can't remember um my non-sponsor is skull candy i don't think you i don't yeah i don't think you have either so skull candy 
is the uh, wireless headphones that I have, Bluetooth headphones. Um, I used to have wired, obviously, and I was dead set on not getting wireless because I was afraid that I will always lose them. I'm knocking on wood that I don't. Uh, they were trying to like take it to Apple, you know, <laughs> because I will, I will inevitably uh, jinx myself unless I knock on wood, which I just did. Um, but it's been a revelation. Uh, I still find myself at times like trying to grab my phone so I don't yank away, but then I remember, oh yeah, I can walk away. Um, they're pretty comfy. Um, they have very good sound quality, uh, especially on the bass. Uh, the bass is quite nice. And uh, I, I don't, I mean, they're not like, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread because I don't usually uh, think of headphones as not like the Jabra Elite seventy five T's that were my non spots of the year two years ago. <laughs> I mean, I, and I'm not a, a headphone connoisseur either. Um, or let me rephrase: these aren't headphones; they're earbuds. Um, but they're a lot better than. They're the best ones I've ever had in terms of sound quality of any headphones, uh, earbuds I've ever had. Uh, and I'd highly recommend it. And they're quite cheap. They're only like 20 bucks. Um, they have various different prices. Like they got them in basically every, I guess, uh, tier that you would want, right? They got the, like here, $130 noise canceling ones. Or you can get, you know, some simple ones, 30 bucks right here as well. 30 bucks, 22 bucks here. So. Although, as Francisco can attest, even the cheap ones are pretty good at canceling noise as well. Yeah, if you got them deep in, you're going to hear nothing, really, depending how high your volume is. So you should be good. So, but yeah, it's I, I highly recommend it if you're looking for uh, a cheap set of earbuds. And the other thing that got me to kind of uh, finally pull the trigger is that the Android doesn't have a dedicated headphone jack anymore. Um, my phone, they're starting to move away from that. And the only way that I'd be able to do it is if I hook in a adapter that goes from the USB-C to a headphone jack. And that's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. So... I just like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to get wireless. Uh, I'm going to get Bluetooth headphones and hopefully I don't lose them. Um, but they've been, they've been good. It's been, it's been, a, like I said, a revelation to not have to uh, schlep my phone with me all the time. And I can just kind of go wherever and not worry about the phone falling and the uh, earbuds getting yanked out of my head. Uh, so Skull Candy is my non-sponsor for today. Uh, promo code Dime because that's the model that I have. Okay, and I'm, I'm trying to see here the model exact model that you have here, um, but yeah, they have all kinds here. Seems they they've got pretty much 
any kind that you want. You can have some with wires on them. They're wireless, but they have wires running down. Some people like that. At least have the. That was my. That was like the thing I had with Sony's before the moisture from the sweat destroyed them. Mm -hmm. So be wary. Yeah. So these are. Yeah, these look pretty snazzy. I think I'm. I'm probably in the market for. Oh yeah, these are yours. Dime. Dime two right here. These are yours, Andrew. I think. So yeah, so yeah, they look pretty snazzy. I'm in the market right now for some headphones because uh, my my Apple AirPods are just kind of AirBuds, whatever you want to call them. They're they went through the wash one day and they just haven't been the same since. And I've been kind of I've been trying to make do with them for a few months now, but I think I should finally just bite the bullet and just buy a pair. Uh, a, a new pair you know and not not cheap out of one just buy somewhere in the mid tier you know i don't need the super high quality whatever i'm not you know i don't I'm not listening to anything like that you know I'm i not... feel insulted hmm. so you don't like art <laughs> i mean you see what i watch on youtube and stuff like that i sent you that thing about dad <laughs> that's the crap. yeah I, I was just sitting there i'm like i was about to call you you know like a baker act you but you know like, this is the stuff that i watch so you think i'm over here listening to you know seals kiss by a rose a thought well actually i do listen to that a, few, a, um, a thousand times but you know because batman forever baby uh but I'm, I'm not listening to that kind of quality all the time you know i'm watching crappy and or craziness on youtube for the most part so yeah, mid tier. I uh, mid tiers for me. Okay, guys. Uh, but yeah, Andrew. So you've you've given me another good suggestion to look at these right here. Okay. So I'm assuming you're about to head out now. Yep, I'm packing up. Uh, All right. I will talk to bye you gentlemen later. All right, man. Bye bye. Good night. Night, guys. Well, well, well. We are now a duo, Charles, and uh, well. All right, let's have some fun, okay? You're going to get wild for the next 30 minutes. Everybody's talking about the NFC and AFC championship game. I don't want to talk about that right now. We already know. We already know. Yeah, we might talk about it later on, but some stuff went down today. Super Bowl still two weeks. Brian Flores went scorched earth today, baby. Oh, my God. So, man, that was great. Brian Flores got fired by the Miami Dolphins this season and was out there trying to do the interviews for the other head coaching vacancies out there, especially the New York Giants because he's from New York. He grew up there, I'm sure, and the Giants are a crappy team. And we've seen what Brian Flores can do with a crappy team. Okay, He can make them play above and beyond. He is a player's coach. Uh... He's just not a everybody else coach, apparently, because he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way that weren't players over at Dolphin Town. But the man was sitting on some info, some stuff. He just needed the right motivation to go out and do it. And this is a massive surprise. Like, I, I wasn't expecting something like this, but he goes out and sues the NFL especially the New York Giants and the Miami Dolphins. Oh, oh, oh. and uh, there's some stuff coming out, Charles. I don't know if you got to look. 
I don't know if you got. Oh, look I at saw. That. You saw. Uh, you... I, I saw. Even though I will say, you know, from us, we full disclosure because hmm. Andrew's not here. This is not going to be a legal nah. analysis of things. Nah. I will tell you that probably going to get you anywhere in life, but that's not how it goes, unfortunately. When things are even, if you are suing or set to arbitration, mm-hmm. but. I read the text. The only thing I say is evidence. Bill, you know, messing up doesn't necessarily constitute as I would think as evidence, but I don't practice this form of law, but common sense coming through. But it's definitely something to build on if he's actually has anything to verify about Stephen Ross saying, hey, I'll pay you an extra 200K to tank. And then the anti tampering <laughs> stuff, too. That's what I'm more intrigued on. Not on the idea that Bill Belichick. You know, messed up and saying Brian and Brian, which is weird because I have friends who have similar names. I'll just call them by the last names on my phone, so I know that. That's just me, CYA, mm-hmm. or if you know anybody with similar names. But that's what I'm focused on. But this is huge. Yeah. And the reason why it's huge is because what there has been massive turnover. Last year, Dave Cully was the only African American minority coach hired in Houston. Survives one season, fired. Brian Flores fired. We all thought it was stupid. I, I'll say it now. I don't think his firing was racially motivated. It was because you're not a yes-man motivation. But out of all the coaches that have been hired now, none of them have been either African-American or minority. Um, hmm. I don't want to say status because it always makes it seem like a second-class rate. So forgive me. I just know that's what they refute it. But coaches who are minorities. Um, and so Flores just goes and says, you know what? F y'all, all of y'all, all you gangsters doing hand signs, I'm on you kind of thing. This is what you think of me, owners? We'll go from there. And I'm going to keep my opinion to a very simple and short. I think Marcus Spears on ESPN said it straight. There was always a problem because you had to install the Rooney rule mm. to acknowledge the problem, and you made everything perfunctory yeah. to get there. And who is the only standing African-American coach now? Is, is it still Mike, Mike Tomlin? Tomlin? Probably. Yeah. yeah, it's just my comment because vacancy in uh, Minnesota. Who's getting interviewed? Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. White quarterback coming into it. Um, the Bills hired, or not the Bills, but the Giants hired Brian Dabble. And I kind of feel bad for Brian Dabble because this is what he has to walk into yeah. as that his legitimacy is claimed out because of his color, of uh, his skin, and the preferences by um, management. But here's the other thing, too. Now you guys kind of know what interviewing coaches feel like where they might not even got a chance if it wasn't a rule. So maybe you should feel a little comfortable. But I'm not saying that Brian Dabble wasn't qualified. I'm just saying that the Giants are probably going to come out a little unscathed to a degree because they're going to allow to hire who they want to hire. And at the end, they still could hire, right? We would say Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, but, they – I don't know. They, they still – I think, and it might be just reviewing what the Rudy rule really is about. Yeah. It's basically well, like do the bare minimum, which is just interview a guy, even if they have no intention right. of hiring him. But and, Matt Eberfluss, how are you going to look at Matt Eberfluss when technically didn't the Dolphins basically have the same record as the Colts at the end of the day? And he was fired and he had the potential. It goes from there. And I'm not attacking Matt Eberfluss. I'm not. Here, disclaimer. We are not attacking. And, oh, shit. I'm about to die because I'm talking. <laughs> we are not attacking any and i repeat any of the coaches who are hired we think so far i don't hate any of the coaches except for josh mcdaniels because there is a preferential treatment that comes into it and mind you everybody has a different vision but here here's the thing francisco all things relative preferential treatment should mean anything everybody when you hire a coach the only thing you should not be looking for initially is the same guy that was on your damn team. Mm-hmm. 
played in simple or even any of his staff unless you're big into it but jerry you know mike mccarthy known white guy who's coached at the league we're gonna keep mike mccarthy he's gonna go work for uh dallas and oh did they give me a reprieve on this perfect you have josh mcdaniels who earned nothing brian flores was more than efficient in his three seasons at 24 and 25 record mm -hmm. than josh mcdaniels you want to know why and i'm gonna say it right now and josh mcdaniels i really don't care if you follow me not brady's retired so you know f you um, if you don't like it, follow us on Twitter at JOJR, Charles True, Jeffrey Hollis, mm. Josh McDaniels, follow us. But the only reason, <laughs> I'm going to say it now, Josh McDaniels is even considered because this guy bailed from Cleveland initially, mm. keep that in mind, please, is because who got hired as the GM after they filed, fired Mike Mayock? It was Kevin Zeichler, who is a Bill Belichick guy. He was a player personnel over in um, New England, so they hired hand and foot, hand and glove. But Brian Flores doesn't get into it, so he goes. I don't know why I went on a longer rant, even though I said it was going to be short. Forgive me. But he go. I'm just intrigued. But he goes. He sues. He's basically done in the NFL because it's not even a uh, Goodell's a bad guy kind of thing. Goodell's just the the human meat shield, and he does it well. Yeah. This is all on the ownerships, and you mm -hmm. don't have minority owners that much. I think um, Tepper is the only one, if memory serves right. Not that it makes a difference, because I think it's erroneous to say that minority coaches or owners would hire minority. Um, coaches and gms but it goes to show that are you getting a fair shake and this brings up to a big question if everything was in its own private council in the nfl boy howdy you would think the equal opportunity act employment act would come into place eoc but we like brian flores we thought that the hiring oh, yeah. fire was there. and then what did i do with josh mcdaniels I'm like why so I'm not surprised of this when the big turnover, when you have people who are just firing guys willy-nilly, and the problem is is that it's a workforce employment. They have the right to fire and hire whoever they want. But who is there getting a chance to speak of it? Because I think of what happened to Brian Flores. I think of Eric Bieniemy. Yes, I know Kansas City choked. Let's just not acknowledge the fact that the Bengals actually played excellent defense, whatever, make your excuses. But Eric Bieniemy doesn't get no love. D'Amico Ryans, who is playing outstanding San Francisco, declined that ish real quickly um, to interview for places because you want to stay there. And then I'm just saying the track record I've seen with coaches of color, and that's how I'll phrase it, I guess, now, is unless you're Ron Rivera, Lovey Smith, a lot of you tend to, you know, a lot, not you, please forgive me. Hold that back. That's all I'm saying. Um, a lot of them tend to get fired relatively quickly. Raheem Morris, um, mm. Todd Bowles. All these guys that kind of come in there, I'm just listing it off. There's a shorter patience for minority coaches or coaches of color or whatever identification or identity that you have versus certain white coaches and certain coaches that have had multiple reprieves. Josh McDaniels. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. As I try to be PC and do my best <laughs> to not get us cancel culture for anybody who knows what we listen to. But I'm just saying, and it's a small list because – what, the only Hispanic coach is Ron Rivera. And the other issue is, too, is like, it's not an issue. I think what you guys need to understand or anybody listening, here's the problem. It's, it, it doesn't start at the middle of the top of you're not getting um, minority coaches or minority GMs or minority owners. Are you even getting minority offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, guys working in the training room, things like that? If yeah. you want progression in sports and you want to include women, trans people as well, in these kind of things, you're going to have to solve the Rooney rule issue first before we come into it. If we want to progress and make this um, the vision that we want into a equal employment, even though they're, you know, 
They're their own king of the castle. The NFL controlled by the ownerships. Everybody deserves a fair shake. And you don't get that in other sports, but damn, bro, because we don't have this problem in the NBA. No. And I don't want to hear anybody say it's because there's a lot more um, players of color and minorities who are there. They're allowed to go to the advancement because it's still players becoming coaches, right? And, mm-hmm. and they're learning from it. And hockey, I don't know about hockey, so I'm not going to comment uh, on it. The I, NHL. Yeah, the, players. I, I don't, yeah, yeah, the NHL's just uh you, you're not it, it's it's gonna be like really the issue hasn't even come up in the nhl really and baseball's uh, weird I can't because think I, of, I, I cannot think of any any head coach okay. who was of any other whatever uh race or whatever for in the nhl it really there's there's so few black players there's very very few i can't even name many asian players and there's been so few hispanic players it's like it's it's really almost a non-issue but i would think it would be a non-issue if that were to happen one day but it just really and it also depends on the fan base right if it happens like in florida with the panthers i'm sure it's not really that big of a deal but like montreal like montreal was weird montreal was like you had to have a coach that had that had to basically speak french over there yeah. he had to be a francophone in some sort of kind of understandable but okay but we they even yeah. have that same issue in um college that's, football that's because why do you think they're in juco you know yeah. with yeah. the junior colleges why do you think alcorn state's there yeah. predominantly black colleges because th- this is an employment issue it's not so much of why brian flores because i've already seen the twitter hate and here's the thing about twitter y'all ain't tough and your opinions are trash and you go and you find your people good dress it's not an issue of um black coaches can't, or black prospects can't get hired this is an issue of the employment line, the sought and the seeking by the people who are offering the jobs are so tailored and limited to, even if they're not racist, it's still racially discriminatory because it's not even an opening door for the opportunity to be considered of anybody because it's still constructed in two things, nepotism and share vision. And the problem is those who tend to have your share of vision are going to have the, the benefit of nepotism. And those that you know are going to have the chance to succeed and be your yes man. Yeah. Did I write something eloquent? Oh, oh my god. Gosh. So What's want, your thoughts on this? Let me right. hear from you. I've talked right. too much about something uh, I, I think is a is a you know gonna get screwed over anyway. So as you know, over the course of this season, especially this 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 pat this new season of our show and the last season of our show, I've I've transitioned, Charles. I've become a Dolphins hater. Okay. Like a full all, 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 yeah, full there. full on Dolphins hater. Like I hate everything that the team does at this point. Uh, really, the only thing that I like is when they wear the throwback uniforms, but they don't even deserve to wear those damn things. So, uh, when I saw this, like I was already like I was already seething, knowing that they could have drafted Joe Burrow if they had tanked properly, and you know, <laughs> which it was just kind of funny because now it kind of transitions to to this. I was like, you know, if they had tanked properly, we wouldn't have gotten this crappy quarterback named Tua. And, you know, we, we could have had Joe Burrow. He plays Super Smash Brothers. I mean, that would have been perfect for me. Joe Burrow, Joey Burrow, hear us out. What is your main? It's, we need I, to know. I think he's, he, from, from what I saw on Twitter, he's a Ness player. That's what I that, saw that, on that, That's scary, man. I put Lucario. Yeah. Because he's, it's whatever. I don't know why it just popped in my brain. I think it's because he's always doing his little side beam or side ball. But yeah. if he can main as Ness or Lucas, 
That's fucking terrifying. I can't do any of that. I hate when I go on random. You've played with me where I'm like, random, I get nest. I'm like, well, shit. Yeah, well, I think he's a nest, he's a nest main from what I saw. So, and he's always happy with every release. And I'm sure he's got all the DLCs and all the skins and all that stuff. For, he's like, got all the money in the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he's just waiting, chopping at the bit for the Switch 2 and new Smash, I bet. So, yeah. Yeah, he, he's his little Twitter profile has Joey B, whatever, QB. And then Smash Brothers, hashtag Smash Brothers. He hasn't changed it. That's what he wants you to know about about himself in the social media world. That he plays quarterback and he plays Super Smash Brothers. Okay, like that's the man's priorities. And my God, like and the two his favorite game is Dig Dug. Yeah, or some stupid. He probably doesn't even play games. You know, he, I don't know. Or he plays the Bible games or something like that. <laughs> I saw a funny thing on Twitter. <laughs> Was it? It was. It was made up completely. But it was basically, you know, the make made up quotes and stuff that they put there with the in, the whatever the the image. It was image of Tua, uh, with like a microphone, and he's like, I, I don't want to worry about reading defenses. I want to worry about reading the Bible, because <laughs> you know he always puts the cross and stuff on his face, and I was like, I just laughed out loud completely. He never, he never said it, but I'm like, that's funny, man. Dolphins, uh, the Dolphins haters on Twitter are pretty funny, and and yeah, yeah, I I, uh, I was already kind of seething from that already, and then this comes out with Brian Flores, who I didn't want to get fired. I actually thought he was he did a pretty damn good job, but apparently people's feelings got hurt over in the the little you know outside, and Stephen Ross didn't get along with them. You know, he wasn't a yes man. Okay, that's what that's what Stephen Ross wanted. He wanted a yes man. Pepsism shirt vision. Yeah, exactly. And and so, uh, yeah, and then offering to pay your head coach to tank. That is where I am very, very interested in. Because <laughs> that first season, they went 6-10, and 10, right? Yeah, but they started off yeah. really horribly. Like, they started yep. off like 1-7 or something like that. And then, yep. and then they turned it around, which ruined their tank. But it was because Brian Flores refused to lose. And and even though it ruined the Dolphins' chances with the quarterback situation, uh, it didn't ruin them with regards to the rest of the locker room, especially that defense. Like, if anything, it, it kind of it galvanized the team and it just kind of rallied around it. And especially those guys that... Look, this is they might be their only stop in the NFL, right? Or their only yeah. chance, their only shot at it. And and your and the management of the team is telling your manager, who is Brian Flores, to do as horribly as possible, basically. And that leaves you the I don't know the 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 guy who was in the practice squad for the Ravens, and the only team that could accept you was Miami, you know. The guy coming back from severe injury but has all the potential in the world because he's yeah. a former one or two. Yeah, or the guy who was drafted in the seventh round and nobody really cares about you. But, hey, you're in Miami now. Like, those guys who may not get another shot, and guess what? They they have families to feed and, you know, their own aspirations for life. And here's your, the team that, that you're employed, the, the, the team that supposedly the goal is to to win a Super Bowl and, and keep your career going, trying to sabotage your own situation. 
and what's great about it is this is that tanking is acknowledged in all the other three major sports mm-hmm. and and we know it happens in football but yeah, we couldn't even get a tie this season that led both better teams yeah. to get to the playoffs than Pittsburgh because of for love of the game. And, and there's and and there's a reason why, even with like the Major League Baseball CBA talks right now, there are always there's always a a change or at least a discussion to the draft or the draft lottery situation with these sports. And and it's probably something that the players associations always come up with. Uh, or always try and, and point out because they losing have sucks. Yeah, that losing sucks, but it sucks for them because it's it, basically it's their livelihood, right? So they don't they don't want management colluding to sabotage your own career, which is a disservice to your like if you're all these guys that had these players associations, like those are the guys you have to stand behind, right? Doesn't matter if they've only played one game in the league or or they they played twenty years or something like that. You got to stand behind every single guy, and having something that that shows that look they are legitimately trying to ruin the careers of these guys for their own gain. Which hey, it might be getting some new players in the future, but guess what? We still got to stand by the, behind the guys that are here today. Like that's. That's something that's gonna come forward now, and, and and Brian Flores is like, Brian Flores is going scorched earth completely. Like he knows what he's doing right now, like and we, you know it's not even scorched earth. He just says, you know what, like, scorched earth is just like without the he's being the progressive. He's just yeah. saying, hey, someone has to be the he's, sacrificial he's, lamb. Yeah, he's gonna be me. the Kurt Flood, right? Kurt Flood was, yep. was screwed over in Major League Baseball with the free agency and stuff like that, and so uh, he's the reason why there was free agency. And like Brian Flores is basically like, well, I'm going to stand up for coaches like me and even for the players. Meaning he was a players coach, as we all remember. Like he's like, who's going to want life after the NFL, after the players done? The mm -hmm. players. Who's screwed when it's all said and done? If they can't actually talk so well on the mic, the players. So so it's, you know, Brian Flores is going to find work someplace else, right? He'll he'll find some work someplace else. It might not be in the NFL for a, a bit, but... And maybe, and, may, and maybe forever, depending on how how petty these owners are, and they can be pretty damn Oof. petty. Uh, You're allowed to sue. You know who would take him in a heartbeat on the staff, though. Yeah. You know Belichick would do it. Yeah. I, yeah. I just want to know how that's related per se. To there must be more information yet to be released because, like I said, I did a easy glance and right. then the Bill text messages. So you know, I, I think the only other thing is like, how does Bill have the insider knowledge? That's all I want. Right, because he doesn't work for the Giants. Uh, I mean, that's a bigger question. But, that but I want Bill Belichick is kind of like a GM too, right? So he's possibly yeah. But how, how would you? Hey, know? man, yeah, these guys are rubbing elbows. But, you know, there's, there's... That, that's the other. Is it? it well, no, think bigger. It's not Bill Belichick who owns the Patriots. Robert Kraft, mm. who's very big in the representation of right. the ownership. Yeah, Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones. Right. Has Jerry Jones ever even contemplate? Okay, I'm going to go there because Jerry Jones doesn't scare me. If there was no Rooney rule, was you know, it's not the Jerry Jones rule. Yeah. Billionaire, tycoon, oil salesman from Arkansas. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, and the Steelers, I mean, there's a reason why Mike Tomlin is still the Steelers. The Steelers were basically just doing that because that's their 
mo it's always been their mo it's like hey we, yeah. we pick the guy he's gonna be there until until he retires <laughs> or he dies until, until death do his part <laughs> exactly thick and thin. yeah exactly like that that's the steal Jer- away jerry jones is a very clandestine human being because remember when there was um wade phillips he was grooming jason garrett yeah. the longest time mm-hmm. no one else got a fair shake he fired wade phillips in the middle yeah. of the season so you don't you can kind of subvert the Rooney rule to a degree because you already have an interim, you see what the success is, and then you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, but Wade got I'm his, just saying. Wade got his ring right in Denver or something like that, so it was good. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm just putting it out there. The reason why is because it goes back up to an ownership thing. This is really nothing to do with Goodell, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, he's just their representative. And lawyer, yeah, he's, yeah, he's the, yeah, he's the, yeah, exactly. The meat shield, as you said before. So, but man, this is something, and it's like, so good. It, it's, it's, it really is stroking my, my, my hate my hate chub for for the Miami Dolphins right now because it, it just it illustrates everything that I feel is wrong with the team. Like even Dang when it. they try and do something that you would think, oh, they, they should have tanked properly. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, man, you, they, they screwed up the tank, but they found a coach. Yeah. <laughs> like they finally found a coach because that was the other players thing. who will listen to that coach because, because you guys have a lot of non because a lot of people don't even realize or a lot of because a lot of fans are focused on the the quarterback is like the Dolphins haven't had a head coach since Don Shula like Jimmy Johnson mm-hmm. was there but he sucked uh he wasn't Spagnuolo's like the only guy man he wasn't a great so so it was basically it was that so Flores was actually doing something and getting players to buy in and it was working it was just getting the right pieces his offensive line but guess what Brian Flores isn't in charge of drafting or or signing those guys it was Chris Greer uh and and there was, uh, gosh, all these other things. Uh, but the Dolphins finally found a head coach. Okay, Get, and you know what? It's like, hey, the, the rub people the wrong way, and and I was like, well, he's not. They're not eleven and whatever, and they're not making the playoffs. So I guess the Dolphins felt like he was expendable. You're, like, you're not good enough to whatever. But guess what, Dolphins? You're a shitty franchise. Okay, you're not good enough to judge on who's. Uh, on who's worthy or whatever and all that stuff especially you steven ross you're a shitty owner you're a shitty fucking owner like fuck you man just just fuck off man you you are a fucking piece of shit <laughs> man i've been waiting a long time man oh god i i fucking hate the dolphins man this is great oh i've been I've been playing god of war like uh, that anger Kratos feels and stuff like that, man. Like the Dolphins might as well have sent me into a temple and had me kill my own wife and child. Like that's how I feel sometimes with this team. You know, like that. That's that's the anger you see the nightmares every day. Like I I went to a fucking I went to the a, a fucking uh, Dolphins home opener uh, with my dad a few uh, years ago and everybody's excited and then they just get absolutely destroyed by the Bills. And I was like, you guys ruined a good moment between me and my... Like, we didn't even enjoy that game. I don't even remember anything from that game. I remember the score. The Dolphins gave up like 40 points in their home opener and like, I, it was it was bad. It was it was really bad. So, do you remember the episode of South Park where Stan has to coach the hockey team and the kid <laughs> is like dying? He's like, "Can you win, coach? Can you win?" At the very end, you just see the kid flatlining. I bet that's you and your father. They played. They made him play the Detroit Red Wings. That was that was a hilarious episode. It was it was like everything that was against all those cheesy 
kids sports movies. <laughs> oh my goodness. No hope. No hope. <laughs> that was literally you and your poor father. Oh my god. And 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 they really got me this year. They had me and Doug going to that freaking garage sale, going to training camp. Like what I remember, Doug was so camp? like Doug was listen listen Stephen Ross look what you did Doug was so happy buying that used helmet okay a used NFL helmet so massive it, like it was too big for his own head uh, and like he, I, I like Doug like the, the the life in his eyes I saw the you got whole, Doug talking about Jalen Waddle Devonte Parker Will yeah, Fuller yeah he was trio. so excited like. I was like, yeah, you know, I was always a pessimistic Dolphins fan for quite a long time, like, I, but I had a little bit of optimism this year, and and Doug, but Doug of all people, he had so much hope. He's such a good guy, and look what you guys did. Oh my God, he broke his spirit, he broke his spirit man. Okay, you know, somewhere what he's doing, he's looking at his joint poster like, in his room da- of look, Don Shula yeah, and Dan Marino, looking at a. A helmet that he has no idea what to do with now. <laughs> no, he he's doing the cinematic thing where it's he's gonna take the rainiest day in Florida and just put it in the trash can and it's gonna cut. You know, the universe is gonna cut to his face, just looking out the window, one tear rolling down his eye. I uh... he, because the difference between that and um, you is that Doug's gonna be there next year getting a Miles Gaskins, uh, Tavin Salmon, Aman Salmon uh, jersey. Uh... Like you you guys, we were supportive. So, Here's our Fulton. He's just supportive. I uh, and, and it's kind of funny. Um, I was, I, I was, I, I've been watching because you know Microsoft bought Activision and all that stuff. So I was watching a video about that. And you know the the, the CEO of Activision. A lot of people hate him, uh, Bobby Kotick, whatever. I was watching the video, and this guy he always says like "fuck you, Bobby," and every time he mentions Activision, and so he's like. And you know, Bobby, I'm gonna let you off easy this time. You know, Bobby, it's been it's been quite a few years now, and then he's like, "You've been a fucking great like fuck fuck you, Bobby, fuck you." <laughs> like he couldn't couldn't be nice about it for a little bit, and I was just like, I just felt the same kind of anger. I'm like, you just fuck the Dolphins, man. And, and I'm scared because I'm going on that trajectory with like uh, even the even as much as I I would have wanted to tank, but you are actively paying the guy. Like, you don't do that. Like, if you're going to do this shit, you got to do it right. <laughs> well, you know, the problem is, is that, you know, straight up, you know, Flores doesn't have the supporting messages because, you know, Ross is smarter than that. <laughs> but I believe him. That's what happens. You you know, on the face of things, we haven't even heard, I haven't seen at least yet, a comeback from anything from, I, I think the Giants just put out there, like, we can hire who we hire. You know, it was in conversation. We went we with Dabble instead. Um, yeah, the Dolphins basically. Heard, yeah, the Dolphins like, were like, oh, oh we, well, we saw it. So that's what basically. Well, yeah, we saw it. And yeah, you know. and all. But I, at the end of the day, I believe Flores. I mean, it's just granted. It's a long stretch, but this is foundational to at least bringing the ability to sue the NFL for something outside of concussions. You, you know, it, and it it tells you something where. Like you say, you like you believe him right there. It tells you something about the organization that he's accusing. It's like, yeah, I could totally believe them doing that. Like I could totally see and, the Dolphins doing that. And it's a long-standing organization, foundational to the NFL. Yeah, no yeah, matter what. 
Yeah. Highly, highly profitable, highly everything. Yeah, and, you know, just... a lot of people don't know, but from like 1970 to like 1995 or something like that, or even 96 or whatever, uh, the Dolphins were basically all of Don Shula's tenure. Like the Dolphins were like one of the top teams in the NFL every year. Like they always had at least a shot at something. Like that was yeah. how consistent. Like you, you thought the Patriots, like that, it was the Patriots went to another level, but it was basically next to that. It was next to the Dolphins were basically the terror of the AFC East for quite a while. And then, you know, the Bills had their thing with the four straight Super Bowls that they lost. And then the Patriots finally did the thing. But the Dolphins are just, in my, in my time of being a fan, I've just been shitty. And I, and my hatred goes because of a lot of other things. Like, you know, like just the the way people treat them down here. Like people want to talk more about a shitty Dolphins team than a good Panthers team, which pisses me yep. off. Heck, they'll even talk more about them than a good Miami Heat team. Yep, no one's talking about the Heat right now because and, we're not number one. Yeah, ex- okay. yeah, and and you know, God forbid the Marlins ever become good. Because no one was talking about them when they actually made the playoffs two seasons ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was yeah exactly, and it was because it was in October. But guess what? Dolphin season in October or something like that. And, and and yeah, they don't talk about the Marlins until they hit October every once in a while. And then okay, we can talk about them. And then but it's, it's such undeserved, undeserved attention that they get. It, it really is. Like I can make fun of the University of Miami, but they have five. Okay, and they have something that you know was shot in color TV. You know, there's color film of their last championship, like that, that. That so there's 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 some hope for that. And guess what? They try. They try. They have a winning season every every few years and stuff like that. It's, it's we technically were like the best like seven and sixteen you ever saw. Exactly. I'm yeah. just saying this season we were the best. <laughs> I'll die on that hill. I went my deep dive but, of college, which is usually just me shit talking at the time. But, I'm like I'm gonna die on this. But this this team, this the Miami Dolphins for for since the turn of the millennium have just been unwarranted attention. Like unwarranted, undeserved and they and I all this I, for your last playoff I, to be with um the backup to, to the last Ryan playoff Tannehill. win Matt Moore the last playoff not win, even a win but yeah yeah the last playoff win was like they was like Jay Fiedler back in like two thousand or ninety nine or something like that that was that was the last time they won a football game in the playoffs Oof. so that thing that was the last time they hosted a, an actual home game so that that's how long this has been and uh, let's see twenty tw- uh, yeah twenty years of this. And uh, undeserved completely. They've lost, I, I truly believe they've lost a generation and a half of young fans down here in South Florida. Like, I have cousins that are Steelers fans, that are you know, people who are from down here, that are Niners fans, they're, they're Patriots fans, they're Cowboys fans, they're not Dolphins fans. Okay. They're all going to be Chief fans and Cincinnati and fans. guess what? Saying. Every year, another guy from that 72 team is croaking. So, like, there's there's really going to be nothing. I mean, you see how old Dan Arena looks now, you know? Like, it's 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 getting bad, guys. It's getting bad. Like, there's, this team has literally so, nothing to hang their hat on 
since I would say, yeah, since they last made the Super Bowl back in 1984. Like, that's how long it's been. That was before I was born. I'm the oldest guy on this show. <laughs> it was before I was born. Like, their their stadium, like, the only good season they've had at their stadium was when the Marlins were there. That's how bad it is that your stadium had more success with baseball than in football. Like, that's how bad it's been. Ah, oh, man. It, and I, I feel like my hatred finally culminating into this is justified. Like, I feel completely justified for this. Uh, I, 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 I hate this team. Uh, I, I don't want to... I don't want uh, to like them. I really don't want to like them anymore. I, I, and I and I've stopped. I have stopped. I have stopped. I stopped and following I them. I, that I, love I, you so I stopped much watching them. I stopped paying attention to anything that they did. Even when they were making that furious comeback, I didn't believe. I knew they were going to screw it up. And even in the off season, they find a way to screw it up. And, and this this, uh, gosh, man, I feel like I'm happier now that I hate them. <laughs> That's great. Uh, like it's very it's very satisfying to be honest. Uh, I, I I I'm I'm far, I'm rediscovering my love for hockey thanks to this Panthers team. Uh, I of course you know with the Miami Heat of course consistency. You know my man Jimmy Butler right. You know one day we'll get we're gonna get married. So that's that's always gonna be there. And and and, and our Lord and Savior Derek Jeter will will write the ship with the Marlins. Okay, but yeah man, fuck the Dolphins. Fuck the Dolphins. All right. Uh, this is going to be fun. Oh, when more stuff like this come, like, I, I can't wait to see how, how this is going to unfold. It's, it's going to be great. Um, I even texted Doug cause you know, I always text Doug about stuff. Uh, I, I, I just, I basically sent him, dude, the dolphins are shit. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. And this is all I'm going to say onto it. If for whatever reason, he gets any kind of settlement or compensary return yeah. to drop the suit. Which he was is, right. Yeah, yeah, no. So that, you have, and, and you have to take this to trial. And that's honestly where I feel it's going to go. I feel he'll get a settlement. I feel like, like because it's not worth the smoke. Yeah, ju- judging Brian. Then you subpoena everybody. Yeah. It seemed, and, and I was like, you know, Brian Flores seemed like the great. Like he was the, the players' coach. Players liked them. Maybe Tua didn't like him, but Tua sucks. So. You know, get good, man. Get good. Um, Two was just Ross's hoop and meat shield. The guy's 23, 24. Yeah. I'm not even going to put this on him. Yeah, exactly. It's strictly on Greer and Ross. Yeah, so um, so there's that. And then uh, he was always supportive of the other local teams down here. Like, during his oh, press yeah. conferences, he, he'd either be wearing a Florida Panthers hat or a Marlins hat human being. Or, a heat, or a Heat hat. Like, he know, he's been in New England. He's from New York. Like, he gets... Like I, I'm sure, Charles, you've seen in New York and stuff like that. Like the the love for the teams up there is different than out, than down here. Like those people yeah, love their teams over there. I've been to Chicago as well, Los Angeles, the same thing. I see Dodgers and Lakers stuff all over the place over there. Um, heck, even King stuff. King said thanks to you know, uh, freaking uh, straight out of Compton, all that stuff. Like King stuff became popular. Wayne Gretzky made it popular. Like. Like there's there's now the shit, man, even the Sacramento Kings are still loved. That's the hard part. Yeah, so like that, you talk about organizational ass. So he was trying to instill a sense of community in that stuff. And, and what he rubbed somebody the wrong way. He didn't. Stephen Ross didn't. You know, 
invited him to dinner and, and coach was like, nah, man, I can't go. I'm gonna, I'm planning for a game. I'm trying to fucking win that you want me to fucking lose. Like, <laughs> uh, it, it, oh man, I, I was just gonna be derogatory to Stephen Ross. I'm not gonna mm. do it. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, no, I already people did who that. People, people who don't know our humor are gonna take it the wrong way. <laughs> maybe I'll say it off. Maybe I'll say it off the line. Oh man, it's okay. So, oh, oh man, okay. Uh, we're at hour fifty-one. We started this show late, Charles. Well, so. we we can gear towards my hate fest time now. Yes, because uh, I I went on my rant there with whatever Bengals versus Rams. That's what. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah, it's point. It, this this the final four happening. was like we were all happy that yeah. people were playing. Yeah, basketball's happening and and uh, hockey and uh, whatever. So, anyways, and baseball is not doing anything. Uh, all right, so. We're, we're let's go let's let's head on over charles because uh i want to hear about some men slapping their giant meaty bodies next to each other like let's go let's go to the cage welcome everybody your weekly truplex the cage with charles full disclaimer wrestling is not fake it is scripted it's a stage fight it's a song it is poetry emotion it is meat slapping meat it's about people trying to establish their legacies people trying to beat the holy hell out of each other and to attain the ultimate goal which is championships that matter that are actually well earned instead of just given so much stuff has happened and i know when i said last week that you know we weren't going to really talk too much wwe because it was gonna be the royal rumble but i promise i get to AEW impact all that stuff i'm gonna give you the smallest nuggets of information everybody else ring of honor did their first inductees for the ring of honor hall of fame they're going to to the briscoes um they are not the Briscoes tag team from like 1960s and 70s, but Jay Briscoe and the other Briscoe, whose name just escapes me right now, because obviously I do not plan my cage segments. I just go off the cuff. The Briscoes, I like them. They crack me up. You know, they're that, uh, I wouldn't even say they're like they're, they're country wrestling um, kind of thing, but they were very famous in Ring of Honor for their death style matches. Mark Briscoe, sorry. Um, so they're going to be their first inductee into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. They're like the, a 14-time Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. And right now, I think they're doing some things with New Japan. Never really got picked up on WWE, but I don't think they wanted to. I think they do enough making their own money. They also have like a chicken farm. So their promos are hysterical because they're literally be on the farm cutting a fucking promo. And I think the last one I saw when they were challenging, I forgot who they were challenging, but like one of them was eating that's, that's a look. A pudding as they're doing it. <laughs> but you know, it's unique and the wrestling style is good. I saw them going against that Gorilla's Destiny when they were doing the Ring of Honor New Japan Supercard. And I saw like a blockbuster being done off a ladder. It was just intense through the table. I was like, holy crap. But they're, they're interesting guys. Congratulations to them. Ring of Honor is kind of meshing with Impact right now. They have the Honor No More gang. Of Mike Canellis, Maria Canellis, um, boy, I guess he's Mike Bennett, Maria Canellis, uh, Matt Taven, a few other people in there doing some stuff, invading Impact, doing their thing, and they're just creating cross views. Impact's been the best one to do the Forbidden Door, which you know I'm starting to get sick of that term. Um, I'm going to call it the, the Toll Pass. How about that? I'll make my own thing. They're doing their uh, their crossbar, their toll pass, because they've gotten to work with WWE to a degree with Mickey James. They've gotten to work with Ring of Honor, they got to work with New Japan. They're actually utilizing it. Are they getting more views? We don't know. Their, their streaming stuff comes from Access TV and Twitch. So if you think that's going to give you an actual demographic of how popular they are, I wouldn't be able to tell you. But good for them. Yeah. New Japan, Metrics I don't know. With like digital Metrics are weird. Yeah, we're trying to, I think everybody's still trying to figure out a way to quantify that. 
And, you know, hopefully, yeah, with uh, get more eyeballs with all this I, online media. I think media. for it's them, kind of the for wrestling, uh, take away Nielsen ratings, the way they kind of do it for them is how much merch is being sold. Hmm. Are there tickets at the gate? You know, once the gates open up back fully to the people and to the public for pay-per-views and all stuff, how many pay-per-views are being ordered? And they also have their um, impact. Uh, That's a good question I, I have for you. And it's because uh, sure. it's the same thing people say about um, – about hockey a lot of people feel like the experience of going to a hockey game is better than watching it on tv is it the same for wrestling or is it just different it depends so i've gone to house shows and i went to one live smackdown so Mm. the house shows are fun because it's not as overly produced for television so you don't get super segments i used to go to the nxt um when they were my local areas local um area when they came down because the their performance center is in orlando i live in Martin County. So Fort Pierce is like an hour and a half away from this. So they would do tours there. So I saw Adam Cole live. I saw Johnny Gargano. I saw uh, Bobby Roode. I saw, did I see Shinsuke Nakamura? No, I didn't. I didn't see Samojo either. I saw Keith Lee. I saw Damian Priest. I saw all these high profile guys. It's great. And they can kind of just do what they want to do in the ring, be silly, kind of do some stuff out. They're not really, you know, cutting a promo. It doesn't have that whole like big vibe because I, I, Basically, I'm in a rec center. That was cool. And then I went to a SmackDown um, that was a Christmas tour. And I, the main event was AJ Styles with John Cena against Jinder Mahal. The three of them in a triple threat for the WWE Championship, which, of course, wasn't going to change on a house show. But it was a no DQ. It was very interesting. It was cool. Um, but I was further away, so I wasn't as close to it. So, you know, but it was cool to see these guys. Now you're close in person. I think Kevin Owens was there, Sammy Zayn was I'm like, yeah, that's great. And then I saw a live when I was in Carolina with my buddy, um, a live SmackDown. And that was at the height of Kofi Mania. And on that night, when I got and I wasn't expecting this, nor was he, I got Vince McMahon showing up on TV and then the return of Kevin Owens. That was cool, man, because you get the pop and the energy um, coming into it because there's always going to be surges. So the vibe is a little bit stronger and a little bit better depending what you're going with. It's cool, mm, man. Okay. Because you, right. you don't get that in regular sports because regular sports, there is no house shows. Every game matters kind of thing. And then the stuff that's live broadcast isn't going to be different because there's no storylines coming into it because mm. the Heat are going to be playing on Bally Sports. Or they're going to be, you see, I'm so proud of myself. I almost said the Sun uh, channel. Um, but ba- on Valley Sports, or they're going to be on TNT. There's nothing different about it. What's different for sports that makes it even crazier is once you get to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, That's the vibe that's different. Um, and you've been there for the finals, so you know the feeling. Mm. Um, I haven't. But All right. continuing on, mm-hmm. so that uh, if that answers your question, yeah. So that's the Ring of Honor stuff coming to it. Impact, they did their cross brand. They're kind of figuring some stuff out. I got nothing on New Japan for you. I don't know what's happening, Matt. I know they had the Valley Covids and all this other stuff. I haven't really followed up with it because they've been silent. Um, so I'm just gonna assume, wait and see. I, I really feel bad for them. Kazuko Okada is your, you know, big time champion, is what I'm gonna call him with the Transforming Belt. But they've been kind of silent going on there. WWE time. Let's just go to it. The Royal Rumble was Saturday. First off, I want to thank my liver for surviving that because, Christ, I also want to thank all the pizza that I had to survive that because that was like a four and a half hour pay per view. Overall, the pay per view was a B minus. And now we're going to go to the things I love and the things I hate because 
going to the future. Actually, no, let me do a side note. AEW, Dynamite, we're going to get back onto it tomorrow. There's going to be the House of Black with Malachi Black and Brody King versus Penta. I can't say the name because my tongue got caught up. Penta. We're just going to call Penta. And then Pac or Pac going against each other. And also you're going to have CM Punk versus MJF. I'm about that ish. That's going to be cool. Watch that tomorrow. Bring it back to WWE. You had like six matches on the card. I literally forgot one of them was on the card. They, the first match that they had was Roman and Seth for the Universal Championship. I loved everything about that match, Francisco. Because remember, they were part of the Shield. They were part of the gang. The storyline that they have been dealing with is that Seth is playing games of Roman, how, attacking the insecurities of Roman, how much he loved being in the Shield with Seth and Dean, now known as John Moxley, how much he loved it. It was just great. And then Seth comes out. It, look at that man, just how he danced. I loved it. But he came out in the shield gear with the shield music, playing psychological warfare. Their storyline was basically a soap opera, and you loved it. It was about, um, if we have to go weebish for a second, Roman is the Vegeta to Seth's Frieza. And if anybody who's watched DBZ or read the manga or just played the video games, he understood that Frieza blew up the planet of Saiyans, or planet of Vegeta, took Vegeta, who was the prince of all Saiyans, under his wing and basically twist him to be his own little diabolical monster. And then Vegeta thinks he had to become like a hard ass to get to Frieza. That's essentially what happened in the match. The moves were good. There was callbacks. There was buckle bombs. There was the power bomb through the table. Um, Roman was looking like he was going to win. I felt like that momentum was there. Seth, I think, was a credible challenger. They, he caught him in the pedigree for the spear or from the spear to the pedigree. And then how it's coming to the end is because Seth just laughs maniacally. He had the fist bump out because that's the thing that the three of them did was the fist bump. And Roman just lost his shit and he choked out Seth. And then Seth is in the chokehold to the guillotine, the gravat, and he grabs the ropes. And in wrestling, if you grab the rope, you have until the count of five to release the person from the grip. But Roman's losing his stuff on a psycho psychological edge where he's screaming, he won't let me go. He just won't let me go in the past. Meaning he won't let me go in the past. He won't let me move on in life. He won't let me do all this stuff. So he just chokes out Seth. And the ref has to disqualify Roman on the five count. Some people hated it in the crowd. I loved it because the whole idea is not that he cheated to win or he caused a DQ to retain himself. He just wanted to murder the man. It was emotional. It was about wrestling's a storyline. Wrestling's a soap opera. And then after that, what he did was he took the chair and beat the hell out of Seth because that's what broke up the shield okay. where Seth grabbed the chair and hit them behind um, him and Moxley. So loved it. Great. Very good. Women's Royal Rumble match. I'm going to do my best to contain it because I think we're all hungry, but I cannot not comment on certain things and give you an abridged moment when I can't talk about reactions. Women's Royal Rumble match. It was good. It was actually the best Rumble match of the night. Um, Ronda Rousey won. She came at 30, and when you know it's Ronda Rousey, you know it's going to happen. The reports when I made my prediction weren't there that she was in yet, so she probably would have been my, my predicted winner if she was. But I had predicted Charlotte, and Charlotte and her were the last two. And uh, she eliminated Charlotte. So I, I was so close to being right. It bothers me. I feel like Metallica's nothing else matters. But there were some memorable callbacks. Melina, she came out. Sasha was number one. Melina came out. Um, they had a little split off. You know, Melina got eliminated. You had other callbacks like Kelly Kelly. You had a lot of callbacks because the roster is gutted. Yeah, yeah, Melina doing that dance is great for all of us. Good for humanity. Good for humanity, kids. Um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. She's also, I think, signed with, with uh 
National Wrestling Alliance. So talk about Forbidden Door. But they're gutted in the women's wrestling. It was enjoyable. There were spots I liked. They had Lita in there. Um, she's continuing the storyline with Becky Lynch for the title. It was enjoyable to a degree, even if Ronda won. And the reason why it was fine if Ronda won, and I know it pissed people off, but I was okay with Ronda winning it because two years ago, she wrestled against Charlotte and Becky for the titles. Remember, they did a triple threat. It was the first women's main event at WrestleMania. The women's Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship was on the line. Now, Becky is a champion on Raw. Charlotte's a champion on SmackDown. The rumor mill is that she's going to be challenging Charlotte. But I, I like the storyline. Just like I hate both of these women, so I'm gonna pick my choice of who I hate the most to go and challenge against. It's a good storyline. Okay, I'll, I'll roll with it. You had um, Dewdrop versus Becky Lynch. After that, it was fine. Not crazy about it. Yeah, that's the problem. You lose too much heat. You had Edge and his wife Beth Phoenix versus The Miz and Maurice in a intergender tag match. Married couples going against each other. You know, I wasn't crazy about Edge and Miz at day one. I like this match. It was fine. It was cute. Um, there was a double spear done to Miz, and they both did the Glamazon slam onto Miz and Maurice. Hopefully, the storyline's over. Hopefully, we get AJ versus the Miz. I'm sorry. Yes, no, AJ versus Edge at WrestleMania. I need that in my life. Men's Royal. Damn it, I forgot. I got. I have to explain one thing to get to the other because I just want to leave the the meat tying things for last, but I can't. <laughs> so. Then we had the match that I was so excited for. I've been excited for like three months since I've been tracking it. We have Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Championship that he won at day one against Bobby Lashley, the almighty Lashley. I loved everything about that match. Some people didn't. I don't care. There are certain things that you like. There are certain kind of wrestling. Like We watch anime. There are certain animes I like. I don't like that super weird stuff, man. That crazy stuff. I, I like controlled things. You like your slice of life animes. I like a little bit of that typical protagonist hero animes. We want certain things. You had big beefy Bobby going against big beefy Brock. And they did the, you know how when they first met day one, there was the complete spear that happened. And that's what led into everything. No, they did the size of, they did the test of power. Brock hit the German suplex on Bobby. Bobby got up instantaneously. Brock's like, damn, I'm impressed. Bobby did a German suplex to Brock. And Brock was impressed. I, I was like, full mass man it was fantastic i sent you the clip of that i enjoyed so much about this match about meaty men slapping meat because you look at people and some of my favorite wrestlers are daniel bryan and johnny gargano and i love me some adam cole baby but when you think about who ought to be your champion the big beefy men who are built to look like they could beat your ass should be the dime a dozen in your contenderships and then the underdogs really should be the small guys because if you put I, I think i'm the same height as daniel bryan i think he weighs a little bit more than me if i went against a brock lesnar am i winning that fight no i'm not <laughs> plain and simple if i go against a bobby lashley am i winning that fight i am not so that's kind of the problem and i know that there's smaller better skilled wrestlers out there but Look at these men. They're not even just fat big guys. They're just all muscle. Like the only fat that's on it, the only fat's got to be on their cheeks, man. Plain and simple. It's not even on their ass cheeks. It's just on the facial cheeks. The match was what I liked and how it ended. Yeah, you see my little uh, explosion one there. I love that. The oof size. The only thing that had ended was, and wrestling's a soap opera because Brock somehow F5s Bobby into the ref by accident. And there's interference. And I'm like, is it the Usos? Because that doesn't make sense. Roman comes out of nowhere, spears Brock, 
looks at Paul because remember Paul was with Roman and then you know Roman fired him and he went back to Brock. He looks at Brock. Brock's holding the WWE Championship and he holds out that hand and Paul gives him the title. Paul betrays effectively Brock. Roman hits Brock in the head with the championship. Bobby Lashley is now your two-time champion. So he had to cheat the win. Sure, whatever you go to it, but it wasn't like Bobby intended. She's just Roman continuing the story because he's been feuding with Brock since SummerSlam. Long-term storytelling coming out of this. Eight months into the making. Look at those two titans just locking up. You're playing God of War. This is essentially what you see where Hercules and Zeus just went against each other. Like, no shit. That's what it is. Um... I loved it. I love the storyline, and I love when Paul gives Roman the the title, and then Roman's just looking at it all suave and stuff, and then Paul just walks away with hands up. But also, it's just like the fight for Paul Heyman came to conclusion where Paul went with Roman. When Paul and Roman first got together, I remember the first interview afterwards, they say, they think I corrupted him. He corrupted me. And maybe that's it. In a very toxic relationship between the three people, you know, Paul went with Roman because that was his new new that he wants forever. And I kind of like it because it's going to have implications, but it was damn entertaining. And then we get to the men's Royal Rumble, and that's where the middle finger happened. First off, the Rumble itself was not really memorable. AJ Styles, I think, had the most eliminations. He was there at one. He was there for like 20 minutes. And then we were getting down to the final four. And my predictions that I had made, like the three alternatives, two of the three were there. Big E was there until like the last five. And then at number 30 was Brock Lesnar who came out. Now, mind you, if Brock like murdered somebody at 30 and took their spot, I'd be okay with it. The problem with Brock and Brock won the Royal Rumble, spoiler. The problem with Brock winning the Royal Rumble is like he has such clout that he doesn't even need to win the Royal Rumble. And this is where you get split as a wrestling fan because it's like, okay, oh, you won against Drew. Yeah, sure. I'll tell you what I think prediction-wise whether it's going to come from it, but uh, I'll finish my thought before I go in there. On one side of the argument, we can say Brock can just demand any title shot he wants. He's literally done for the last eight months. He he won a day one championship at the pay-per-view or the championship at day one pay-per-view by just being put there because Roman got the Rona. And what was the accomplishment of him getting it in there to just go and just call his shot completely against Roman? So it's like there's no purpose of it. It loses credibility. You could have been building somebody to challenge Bobby Lashley at Mania, and now we wasted it. And I – I didn't like that ending. I agree with people on that. On the flip side of it, to be devil's advocate, that's what we do here in life, is that whoever wins the Rumble gets a guaranteed shot at WrestleMania to main event it. So it basically propels the storyline because Roman could just refuse it. Roman can say, hey, not once, you know, once I already beat you, there's no need for us to go against doing the ultimate heel stuff. So it's done in furtherance of the storyline, but man, it could really have been utilized to either have Riddle win it or Biggie win it or whatever. And part of the problem is too, Francisco, is that there's too many months between Rumble and um, WrestleMania, to be honest with you. So much can happen between February and March. I feel like that Vince will try to um, put a rocket on someone's back and push them up really quickly to help challenge against Bobby Lashley. And when it turns out yesterday on Monday Night Raw, what was announced? Bobby Lashley is going to be defending the championship at the Elimination Chamber. And guess who's going to be in that Elimination Chamber? Not just Seth Rollins, not just AJ Styles, not just Austin Theory, not just a few other people that I forgot to mention, but also Brock Lesnar. So is this all just to tease you to keep you invested in storyline? Is he going to go for Roman? Or maybe maybe he wants back that, that championship that Bobby took from him because Brock's got two eyes and one eye is on each dude who's who's uh, done him wrong in the past. Or maybe are we doing the storyline on the hint of unification of the titles? Because that's what Brock originally wanted from Roman when he was WWE champion. But if that happens, what was the point of Bobby? Now, mind you, I don't think 
Brock's going to win it, obviously. But if this is storyline and victories have happened and decisions have been made to actually further a storyline for us to sake, then are we kind of being little bitches who just don't like what we're being fed, but we can't appreciate the fact that we're giving food? How are people going to say that it's lazy storytelling when it's the most simplistic storytelling? And wrestling works what best for Francisco when it's simple but relatable. And this kind of mm. gets me. Think on it. Yeah. You know, if the whole end game is, yeah. yeah, if the whole end game is Roman and we feel that Roman being a heel is not going to want any of that Brock Lesnar smoke and Brock wins the Royal Rumble and he gets a guaranteed tile shot, you're presuming it's Roman, but yet he also lost to Bobby and Brock doesn't like losing in general and maybe he has a little bit of an ego edge. Why wouldn't you want to put the February pay-per-view for Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia as the, the moist thing to make you think that he might pick either or? I'll certainly take Bobby and Brock again part two. We know that's not going to happen. Uh, because the ultimate storyline is Brock is going to beat Roman. I originally thought it was Seth was going to... Remember when I said my, my Rumble pick was conditioned on Seth winning? This is the problem. Seth didn't win. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it goes... So I don't like the decision because Brock obviously was the main man. If anything, you should just use the Rumble to propel. But now, sometimes the problem with wrestling is that now you have to eat it. Now you have to accept the fact of what has occurred and you have to eat that decision. And... Am I invested in Seth Roman? I'm sorry, Brock and Roman? Yeah, because at the end of the day, this has been eight months of long-term story building. And some people might not like it, but you certainly can't say that Vince doesn't think out his stuff because this is eight months of plotting. And it hasn't been, even been every other month. They wrestle once at Crown Jewel in October. They face off in August and, some, and SummerSlam to look at each other. You have the October, you have Roman actively screwing over Bobby. And then you have you know Brock winning that title, put some extra flair into it. I don't think they'll end the brand split because you know networks want to go one way. Maybe they do merge the main event titles, sure, because at the end of the day, everybody wins if it's Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar going on to both shows, right? Um, but the pay per view, it was so close to being a B plus, man. And it, it, you can—I was telling my buddy because we streamed it together—you can't put it as a C plus because it's stopping the face of the other two good matches that were there. And I did enjoy the women's, but damn it, that was annoying. Um, and we'll see what happens. I, I what I want. Calling it now, two months ahead of time. What I actually want, based off what happened between Roman and Seth, I want the main event at WrestleMania to be Roman versus Brock versus Seth for the Universal Belt. Why? Because they have wrestled against each other at the main event at Mania when Seth cashed in the Money in the Bank uh, contract mid-match to win the title. It all comes back together. Uh, in the uh, sorry. Uh, it's, it looks like the... Somebody might have leaked the Washington football team's new name. Oh, it's the Commanders, yeah. Commanders. Oh, is it Commanders? I thought it was the Commanders. So, yeah, it was um Joe Na- J- not Joe Namath. Um, what's the old Joe Theismann? Joe- yeah, it was uh, Joe Theismann. Washington that's my Ritter. Commanders. Okay, that's apparently they have like an origami thing as a W for, 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 for their logo. From one of, and Chris Creamer is posting it, and I trust him. Uh, beyond belief. So, oh, okay. Well, there you go. The Washington Commanders. Uh, sure. All right. Sure. I, I don't think it's smart just because of the idea that you have the Buccaneers, so it's a pirate kind of thing. Yeah, I don't thing? know. I think they're, I guess, going to go with, like, Washington Commander. I guess it's a it's a unique name. Nobody has Commanders, I guess. Like Commander-in-Chief. I guess that's where they went with it, you know? I just think Master and Commander, the movie. <laughs> yeah, Russell Crowe. <laughs> but that's all i got for you on the cage 
tune in. I feel bad for Washington fans because not only do you have a franchise that has no vision of the future on offense, but now your name is Commanders. I'm a Commanders fan because I would just think Command and Conquer. Why don't you just name the Washington? At least Washington has done something in the last forty years. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. All right. So yeah, that's that's it. I guess we're we're done here. So see you guys next week. Bye bye. Take care.